You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and joining me, as always, we have Mel, a.k.a. Melarita. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. You always sell that so well. <laughs> I know. Uh, we also have first time on the show, Fabulous. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Awesome, awesome. I can't believe you brought him on, Bob. <laughs> For anybody that... that uh, Worst mistake of your life. <laughs> doesn't know Fabulous. He is our... He's one of the, the tanks in our guild. Um, and he plays Prod Paladin. And he's pretty knowledgeable about the game. And he's pretty well-spoken and talkative. So I've been wanting to have him on. And so he's <laughs> on now. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We also have returning to the show, Subtle FW for the win. How you doing, Subtle? Hey, doing great. Really glad to be back. Always glad to, to have you. You're always so uh, soft spoken, but you look like you could like throw someone across the room. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fine balance. <laughs> that was good stuff. All right, guys, I'll go through what we're going to talk about on the show right after I start the show by saying we stream the show live on twitch.tv slash blazinbob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N-B-O-B. I'd also like to thank our tank patrons in Thick Lizzie and Croxford. Um, always want to remind you that if you're being a leveling uh, guide for... You know, retail or classic, you should check out Rested XP. Use code Reloaded. Um, I know retail kind of walks you through ev everything, but this is going to be the fastest speed-wise getting to max level. So check it out, code Reloaded. Uh, we're going to go through. We got one new voicemail, one new review, one new email. We'll talk a little bit about what we've been doing. Then we've got... Uh, very little news. We'll talk a little bit about Dragonflight, if anybody played it. Talk a, a real short thing about the PTR. And then we're going to end the episode with Prot Pally 101 or Prot Pally for Dummies. I can't decide which, you know, which to call it. But it's going to be something that will help new Prot Pallies know what to do and feel comfortable going into their first, uh, their first her heroics or raids. And so... Yep. Actually, I just have a new prop pally and I just wanted to bring people on to ask questions. And nothing to do with it. With great power. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> no. What a kill on the record. I did not choose to invite Fab. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been I think she she would uh threaten Yip with it. Whenever she wanted to get what she wanted, she'd be like, all right, yep, well, then we're going to bring on Fabulous if, you know, you oh. do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's good stuff. All right, well, 
Um, let's do let's do the the voicemail first. Uh, real quick here, he sent two, but I'm going to use his second one uh, because he basically said he did a second draft. Uh, this seems to be quite common for a lot of people to call it like, hey, um, use this one. <laughs> so we're going to go with his second one. Hey, Mel and Bob, just want to give you guys another call. The classic. I don't like the first draft, so I'm calling back and leaving a second one. Um, what, what would we be without a shitty first draft? But anyways, I uh, just kind of want to ask a quick question and give you guys my thanks because you guys and uh, your content in general is just so welcoming and so beginner-friendly and happy and just joyous. Really been helping me a lot with a lot of my own financial and just kind of stressful shit I'm going through right now. Uh, especially with college and everything going on. But just wanted to say thank you for all of that. You guys really do a good job at community building and just vibes in general. Um, but anyways, my question is just kind of like, we kind of have three separate groupings of content in the game, whether that be you know, dungeons or, you know, raiding and uh, PvP stuff. I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on what would be your favorite kind of healing slash tank slash DPS class to see or is the most satisfying for you guys to play in each of those kind of categories. Um, I'm a DPS made on Grobulus. I play primarily PvP, um, but, you know, it's always fun for me to play Rogue in, in PvP like everyone else, but it's One way more fun for me to play like Enhancement Shaman and Raiding and stuff. Uh, but I'm a quirky one. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Okay, so well, thank you. Yeah, so I think his question was, "What do you like to play? Tank heals or DPS in PvP and in PVE?" But I think his main question was PvP, right? I think he was saying, "Does it differ?" Right? Like, do you like to play the same class in PvP, PVE, dungeons, raiding, all of that? I actually have like a pretty intricate answer. Does anybody else want to go first, though? I like. Uh, I mean, mine's always. mine's pretty simple. I I like playing prop alley at PVE and rogue in PVP. I've heard it sounds like you've already, really got, already got a rogue too. too so. <laughs> I just don't really PVP much. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't PVP'd much in Wrath, but I can tell you. So I definitely enjoy if I'm in a solo queue. The most enjoyable thing that I've played that I've had at max level is definitely rogue. Rogue, if I'm solo play, I could just, I feel like I could do so much more, have so much personal. Um, PVE? PVP. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if I'm solo queuing in PVP, like, I feel like I could do so much more solo. Like, I could really hold someone off a flag, like, just really stun locking them and just messing with them, even with low gear, right? Um, yeah. I just feel like I can stealth cap things. I can. I could do a lot there that doesn't require having a team to support me. But then if we're talking, if we're going to queue with a group and we've got at least two healers, I'm like, and I've got a geared uh, arms warrior. Oh man, I want to go arms warrior for days and just blow shit up. Like that's so much fun. And then if like we're queued with a group and there's no healer, like I really enjoy discipline priest healing in bgs i think it's like really really fun because everybody's got their own cooldowns to save them you know and you've got renew and bubble and it's just like it goes so far and then 
you're all, you're also pretty dang hard to kill. And so at least, you you know, I know right now with the current resilience ratings, everybody's talking about how the priest just kind of falls over, but that'll change as the expansion goes on. But uh, yeah, the, those are kind of mine. And then PVE, I've been doing a little bit of everything. So, you know, I don't have a lot of experience yet. I've just been tanking in Nax and DPSing in Nax. I still haven't done a raid on my discipline priest. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised you haven't gotten recruited on your priest. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking for that Resuvius mind control right now. Nah. It's super easy to get a spot. I mean, I was about to say at this point, I think you if if guilds don't have that, I'd be kind of concerned. It's been, what, two months now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but well, sometimes I, I'm talking like cool. SR pugs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And see, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting ready to do. I've got my gear score up to like 3,600. Like, I'm probably going to jump in some 10 mans during the day, GDKPs or something like that. But uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've healed a ton of heroics, but I still need to like, still need to tweak my raid, my raid frames a bit. And I'm just, you know, it's my third character. I'm not super. I'm, worried about it i try to make sure that i have everything top notch on the other two the two mains the prop warrior and the combat rogue so but yeah does anybody else have anything to add about that pvp stuff nope okay nope okay. not really well um sorry we didn't have more pvpers on there for your <laughs> for your question but uh we appreciate you writing in and uh yeah the next thing mel do you want to read the the our review here, I'll read the review and let you read the email. Sound good? Sure. All right. We have a five-star review coming in from iTunes from Calvinal. Fantastic podcast. Needed something to listen to during 18 hours of driving over the holiday weekend. So glad I found this podcast. Enjoyed every minute of it. Great host, great guests. A must-listen for any fan of WoW Classic. Thank you so much for your review. We appreciate it so much. It's been kind of dry on the iTunes reviews, but uh, you guys are keeping us there. So thank you. All right, Mel, we got an email from Nathan. You want to read it? Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Remember, it's at the bottom larger, so Mm. make it easier to read. I can hear you right now, but you can hear me, so that's all that matters. (laughs) Um, All right. Either Mel, Bob, and guests or guests. Wanted to start by saying I have been a listener since episode 10, and I love the show just as much as I did when I first found you guys. I hope Wrath is going well for everyone. Emailing mostly to brag real fast because I looked at the end of the year Spotify wrap up thing and saw that you are my second most listened podcast. Second. Come on. Core. He sent us a screenshot. Core was, (laughs) was number one with Scott Johnson. So I feel honored to be number two under Scott. So that's fair. Says I have to drive four hours every weekend to see my girlfriend and your podcast is always a part of my week. I'm graduate school for a two master's degree in public health as well as public administration degree. So my schedule is a little too busy to really push hard and wow. But you better believe I'll be pushing for immortal and all the achievements once a semester is over. Some real degenerate hours are in my future this holiday season. (laughs) Respectfully (laughs) yours in this life and the next. Trophies, Holy Paladin, for the Alliance. P.S. Broncos country. Let's ride. Not an actual Broncos fan, but come on, man. Russ is such a meme at this point. 
Yeah, I I was so worried about that. And so happy now. Oh, oh the yeah. alliance! It's wonderful. Oh man, yeah. So uh, one thing I saw in that email. Thank you so much for sending it. But I wanted to yeah. just point this out to you because it's still up in the air. Um, if you're going, you'll still be able to get the achievements for sure, immortal and all that. But if you're wanting the Drake, it's still up in the air if they're going to remove that or keep it in. Back in the day, they removed it when we went to Oldwar, and then with the backlash, they kept the Oldwar and ICC Drakes in, um, even after Cataclysm was out, because I went back and got the ICC one during Cataclysm. Now, there is talk from the devs, they talked about it at the community uh, council thing, and they said that they might do something where you could still achieve the achievements with with eye level gear only that tier and lower so you'd be able to have you'd be able to have like any gear that was dropped prior to old war releasing and you'd be able to complete it that way or they might just leave it in period they're not sure yet but just to let you know there might be a timetable on on that so definitely keep listening to the show we'll try to keep you up updated if they make an actual concrete change Anybody else got anything to add? No. No. Um, if they do uh, do the you know gear based achievement thing, I think they'll probably just make it you can wear anything two twenty six or lower. Oh yeah. And that would mean you could use some like ten man older wear gear. So do you think they would do it like it, that? It, it probably it would. would be. It will be easier. Like either way. Um, because it would but, be hard yeah, to code I'm it. I'm pretty sure they would do that because otherwise it's like really unintuitive for like newer players who are going to be the ones like trying to get that probably. Yeah. And yeah, it makes more sense. And in the past when they've done things like that, they've gone purely based on eye level, not like where the gear actually drops. Yeah, I, th I think the way it works for Herald of the Titans for the older ones is it's like weapons and armor weapons and shields specifically are higher because they have a higher eye level from the raid or something. It's It's weird. Yeah, Scotty J talked about it not like too long that, ago. Where it's like armor two thirteen and weapons two twenty six is kind of how it might be worded if they go that direction. But either way, yeah, I just thought I would let you know. But like with Malgos and like Sarth, I mean, you got two twenty six. Yeah, like, that's of true. All different slots. Yeah, so yeah. It, it just makes yeah, more sense know. for them to just blanket like two twenty six. Yeah, I mean, it will be easier, but like. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I think it, I think it, I don't I don't know how they coded it in the past, but I think you're right. I think they probably will. Just that seems to be the easier route. Though. Well, uh, what's everybody been doing recently? In Wow, who wants to go first? Besides any Shadowland talk or anything, so maybe not a lot for yeah, not people much. like Fabulous. Yeah, not much. <laughs> um for me i've been uh getting my prot warrior ready to go i uh i got a tanking spot for uh old war and a new guild so um really excited to like dive way more into prot warrior and i had just leveled up angie just leveled up jc redoing some keybinds trying to you know optimize things a little more and yeah that's mainly what i've been doing and then on the prop alley been soloing a bunch of stuff uh yeah. I finally found Doomlord Kazak up, so I was wow. able to. I, I soloed him. It, he dropped like 500 gold, two BOEs. That's nuts. Um, 
That is I, I can't remember if I sold any of the BOEs yet, but like the Doomwalker and Kazakh BOEs, they actually sell for like 500 to 1,000 gold each for... I don't know why. I don't know what I mean, reason. I mean, I think it makes sense on Grob, right? Grob's an RP realm, so... It does make more sense on Grob, but sense. like from people in my discord i've heard like across all servers like people are able to do this and hmm. i really don't get it people have gold and they want to buy shit that looks cool <laughs> yeah i guess i mean some of them like don't even look cool i, I think it's <laughs> like i think it's just people like leveling up and they have some gold from outlands and like they're like oh i can get like this epic item and they don't realize like the very first quest you do in Northern are going to give you like better stuff or equal stuff. So see, then, I mean, you do have the, the, the people like me that are just crazy that just, if I'm working up, I want to enjoy every second of questing and everything. So like, I literally buy all those epics and stuff. Like I have like a cap of like how much I'll spend, but I'll spend hundreds of gold on something I'm going to use for like five levels. Like I'm, I'm weird. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, these items I'm selling, though, literally, I feel like they only last like one level, if that. Like, you probably even just replace them like when you go to Northrend. But I mean, I, I'm all for it because I'm, I'm just making lots of gold for no reason. So <laughs> it works for me. You'll take it. You'll take it. Oh. Mel, what have you been up to? Oh, not a lot. Have I been up to a lot? I feel like we raided. Um, oh, Bob made me come do dungeon achievements with him in Outlands. That was so much fun. Um, and yeah, other than that, I mean, I've been praying my prop palette a little bit and then my priest, like always. That's yeah. It. Nothing too exciting. We played retail for the first time. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we talk about Dragonflight and news or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been, Doing like little piddly achievement things and raiding, of course. Um, my prop warrior is getting really geared, definitely more geared than my rogue, but that's to be, you know, that's by design. Like there's less, you know, there's less competition for all for all the gear, you know what I mean? So but the the the, the rogue web death still just will not drop for me. Now that I'm finally like the next in line to get it, it just keeps not dropping every week, which is always That's how it always goes. Yeah, we do Spider Wing last now, so like I always have to just wait to just be disappointed every time. It's a very big bummer. <laughs> um, then yeah. So what else? Oh, I've been still working on the Fell Striker. Um. I could tell how many runs I've done now because uh, because you get 22 rep for Hydroxian Warlords or whatever it is um, for the uh, Molten Core rep. You get 22 rep per kill on that first boss you have to kill, the elemental in the, the uh, room there. And so by just being able to divide how much rep I have, I can tell you I've done 121 runs now and still have not gotten the Fell Striker. Oh, jeez. I'm yeah. still doing that. Yeesh. Yeah, I just... It's, I'm just thinking it's going to be one of those things. If, at this point, it, like I don't want it to beat me. And it's just, it's so yeah. frustrating. Um, yeah, you do that many runs and it's like, I have to get it now. Yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been really rough, but... I feel like it's going to be 
it's going to be good on AOE trash through the expansion. I mean, I don't see how you'd have to get a much, I, I haven't done the math, but you'd have to get a much higher damage offhand to equal all crits for the next three seconds. Like it's going to be, it's going to be hard to beat that. So I feel like it'll be a good thing if I get it for the rest of the expansion. I also think the fact that they haven't nerfed it yet is a good sign that it may be safe to actually yeah. have and use for the rest of the expansion. It's not just yeah. going to be like one day, oh, we decided we don't want you to do this anymore. Because as far as I know, the rogues and I don't know, I don't watch the speed runs, but I assume they're using it for AOE and things with how much they're pulling. They are. Yeah. I think um, it, honestly, it's only going to get nerfed if warriors start using it. If, yeah. like, war, if warriors start using it, it will be nerfed tomorrow, I guarantee you. Yeah, that's that true. is so true. That is so true. <laughs> All right, warriors don't. I'd see, but it just wouldn't be as good for warriors. The reason it's so good for the rogues is because, like, a, a huge part of that damage and fan is, is poisons, you know, and like you're, mm -hmm. you're getting at least one. Uh, one fan of knives off that's all crits on everything. So everything crits with your no. weapons and your poisons on everything. And it's just uh, nutty. Yeah. And, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But it's still it's still something that like I don't I don't know. I think it's speedruns, they're using it, but they're just swapping it. They're not using the oh, yeah. spec. Yeah. Um yeah, Simon Eyes has been sense. working on a spec for well, just the two wings with all of the trash where it's like it's like got like a lot of the stuff you want but it's like still good enough to dps on the bosses he's been working on that for speedruns specifically oh well i was thinking for speedruns you just have two specs one for trash one for bosses yeah but i don't know if they but you're going so fast really time to yeah change. yeah you don't really yeah. have time to change specs either so so that's that's what he's been working on for that but uh yeah, I'm still working on that. It's never going to drop for me. I've just lost. Well, one day. Yep, I think chat was saying at this point, the uh, Fell Striker is farming me, which is fair. <laughs> I mean, throwback to SGC and Classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well. Those were good times. I think, uh, yeah, so that's basically been it that I can really think of. So I guess... Uh, yeah, we didn't do anything as far as talent or as far as, yeah, we haven't really done any more achievements or anything. Yeah, it's just been kind of business as usual for for the um, rest of the stuff. A lot of the guilds been like playing um, uh, Dragonflight, so there hasn't been a ton of people on to compared to the week prior to Dragonflight coming out. So we're waiting for those people to get bored and come back. So it shouldn't take too long if, you know, we have to go by history, but I hear it's pretty good. But I also heard Shadowlands was pretty good, you know, right off the bat, too. So we'll just have to see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, well, let's just go and move into. 
time for the news. Okay, so Dragonflight did come out. Mel and I did play it. Fabulous has played it. Subtle has not played it. So be playing it. That could okay. So yeah. Well, before we talk about our experience with it, tell us why you decided not to. Because this is the first one you said that you haven't played. Yeah, I mean, just every expansion since like Mop, I've just played less and less. So. Like I think Shadowlands, I played for literally a week, so I was like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not spending seventy dollars to play this game for one day and like get bored of it." So I, I just like classic way more. Like I the, yeah, they, they, especially now that we're in Wrath, like Wrath is my absolute favorite. I mean, I actually love Cat and Mop, but like I will play the shit out of those if they release them. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Wrath, Wrath is such a good time. Like, even in Nax, so like, right now, this is, like, probably the worst time of the expansion, and it's still awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. Dude, that's... that's Okay, so I was, like, going to the 10-man raids. Everybody's like, why do you even bother? I was like, well, nobody else bothers. But, like, they're like, do you still need anything? I was like, really... Not really anything. Maybe I could use a cape off Saffron, like, but it's not really what I'm shooting for. It would be a slight upgrade, but like, really, I just want to raid. I'm just having a good time practicing yeah. rotations and like learning different stuff and trying something a little different with the with the rotation. Like, you know, like <clears throat> I, I don't know. I'm I'm having a blast just in next. So yeah, I was actually talking in the creator's discord and I didn't get a lot of, uh, didn't get a lot of traction from anybody that thought my idea was good, but I thought I might mention it here because chat was kind of talking to me the other day and mentioning it about, uh, something. And I was like, dude, I, I put that exact comment into the creator's discord just a few weeks ago. And I went and I went and found it. And, uh, I just think like if it, it was, about season of mastery, and I just think if you're going to do a season of mastery, you you do it with wrath talents. You don't truncate them. You just leave you with like you could get the last talent if you want. If you want to put all your stuff in, and if not, try something else. Like I just want to see what happens. Like, and I don't think I can go back to a one button rotation either. Like wrathify classic and that's your new season of mastery and it would be pretty exciting to see how people break things it would be a very simple solution to the trying to make everything viable for the classic environment i, th yeah. I mean I, I i really think it would be neat like i think it would be i think yeah it would be interesting a, a, a really good time like that would be the only thing that would really entice me to go back to a season of mastery that and a hardcore server like an actual hardcore server yeah. would be pretty damn interesting but it still would be rough to go back to not having your mount to level 40 not, you know like <laughs> there's just so many things in wrath that i love that took it right to where i wanted it to be and not too far yeah. like not yeah. too accessible but not just absurdly hard, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's good middle ground. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I would love to just see that, but that's, that's not really what we're talking about. Um, 
<laughs> so, okay. So, so we have uh, Fab, why don't you tell us about your experience with Dragonflight? Uh, well, I've probably been playing uh, too much Dragonflight uh, currently. Uh, it was, it was a wild launch. It was actually surprisingly the worst expansion launch in a while. It was really, really, really bad at the start. Yeah. It was the like the first day I heard top. was rough. Yeah. Also, I'm on a big server, so it's worse. But yeah, it was it was a rough first day. But I leveled. I did the dragon riding. I'm, which is really cool. The dragon riding is yeah, really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's really um, fun. I was really bad at it at first too, and then I figured some things out. I was like, okay, I can do it properly now. <laughs> and at well, this and point, you work up your dragon. Yeah. The the other thing, and I uh, someone else who did this, but. And this was actually getting recommended, I saw, by people, which is before you start questing yep. in Dragonflight, go get every, every single as sigil. As soon as you get your dragon. That's exactly what Mel's brother yep. told us. Yeah, just go max out your dragon riding. It'll make the experience way better overall. Yeah, that's, that's what we were going to do last night. Skills. I don't know uh, where they you are. Can just, uh, if it's you get handy rune. notes, they're all on the map. Yeah, it's um, that rune. Remember that you had to fly through? We did it at the very end of the night last yeah. night. We were kind of, we were kind of, we were kind of faded at that point. But yeah, I just don't know. Like, I can't pull it up. Like, I can pull up my talents. No, um, the the yeah. easiest way is if you just get handy notes. It shows where all of them are on the map. Oh, okay. Which is exactly what your brother told us to grab. <laughs> yeah, he's a retail Andy. <laughs> yeah, mythic raider and all that. So okay, so so go on. Uh, I mean, other than that, the, the, there's well, one of the nice things is all the content. There's nothing that feels like you have to do it to be ready for rating, basically, or to ready sure for anything. Feels good. I haven't played any of the other oh, expansions until this. Not one. having to farm some sort of AP or like some kind of player power related thing is so nice. Okay. I just farm the reps that I want to farm for whatever I'm farming them for. And what, give some but, examples of what you would be be farming them for. Um, it's still mostly gear, but there's gear, there's profession stuff, there's transmog, there's a bunch of other stuff that I don't know much about yet because I haven't gotten to. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm, but, I was watching some. Oh, unfortunately, like I looked up a few a few videos, and now my freaking YouTube is full with retail full stuff of, and trying to yeah. parse through like what's retail, what's not. Yeah. Got this, got this one guy that's a a a retail creator and i get it it's it's a smart thing but it drives me nuts when he talks when i see this thing about wrath of the lich king farm and i go into it this was prior to uh dragonflight coming out and oh. it's a freaking retail farm in the wrath of the lich king area i was just like oh you got, okay. you got baited baited dude i was like i <laughs> get it bad, i get it man. it's smart but like I don't even that I'm not even sure that would be intentional necessarily, but who knows? It's gotta be intentional. He's like, oh, Wrathful Lich King's hot right now. He, he knows what he's doing. He yeah, that's exactly true. You get more clicks. All right, well, Mel and I played. Mel, you want to take this one? Or here, maybe I could I'll start since she's uh because I played prior to her. Mm-hmm. So I booted it up and I went and made a Drakthir. I was like, why not, you know, make the new dragon class? I was a little upset. I couldn't make a buff Drekthir. Like, <laughs> I was a little upset about that. Like, I couldn't make a buff guy. And I was like, 
And like, it was kind of a rough emotions day for me across the board. Um, Cause um, so, so like, I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just make it, I'll make it like this. Okay. But I was just very like, I was like very blood elf vibe from the, uh, the <laughs> male direct for me. And then we started getting in, you know, and I'm doing the, the uh, starting area and I mean, it played great. Um, I was just kind of hitting buttons though. Like they give you so much gear right off the bat on that Drac Theor. Like I got my first epic within like ten minutes. I was like, oh, okay, All right. well, and then I got a full set of blues, and then before I was even out of the starting area, I got another full set of blues that was an item <laughs> level higher. I was like, okay, um, but like the the flying, which is like basically similar to the dragon flying, it's just like a a smaller version of it that they could do on their own, but boy, it's overpowered. And just everything oh, I was doing yeah. was overpowered. Uh, then we got to the actual main storyline. I'm watching all the Alliance guys and I'm like, where's all the manly men? It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of men. But they just weren't my, you know, they weren't my manly men type of men. And, I, and so I asked Chet, where is, uh, where is, what's his name? Oh shit. I'm blanking on his name now. Currently in Wrath, the uh, steward of Stormwind, uh, ruling for the boy king until he comes of age, Anduin. Bolvar? Bolvar. I was like, where's, you know, where's the, you know, Bolvar? Like, that's a manly man. And they're like, oh, he died. And I was like, he died? What? And then they sent me the, <laughs> like, his death uh, um, um, cinematic from Legion. And I watched it. And I was like, no. No. So that was kind of a bummer. I was like, okay, well, I want my representation. I want some toxic toxic masculinity in here. Like where, you know, and then they were like saying that I like then chat was trying to tell me that I was was like was like manly. And I was like, dude, I'm from the Midwest. I'm pretty uh like for here, I'm pretty effeminate for here. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I'm talking like Man, man's man, you know, like, but yeah, oh I was, just, I was basically joking too, you know, like, it's just, it's just kind of funny because all the dudes had like purple or blue hair and I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. Just to be clear, the <laughs> only reason that Bob knows who this person is and understands any part of this lore is because of the Warcraft movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, so. That's, yeah. That's, and it was the, uh, yeah, and Mel was like, who's Bulvar? I was like, uh, it's the dude from the Warcraft movie with the gorgeous eyes that was in Vikings. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> she knew exactly what I was talking about then. Oh man. But yeah, I thought it was, uh, I think the cut scenes and stuff are really freaking cool. Really freaking cool. Um, like, I love been that doing stuff. Because I haven't played retail in a long time. Have they been doing those for a long time? I think they've been doing um, them for a bit. This expansion had more cutscenes than any of the others, though. Like, just as part of the main story, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people telling me that they just skipped through them, and they were happy that I was watching them on, on stream. But I'm like, that's I love single-player games. When I get to a cutscene, I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. And I used to be yeah. a, uh, you, you know, back in the day, I was a smoker. So, like, it'd be like, oh, time to light a cigarette. This is great. You know, like, 
it was just like I love cut I love cut scenes and I really think they're 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 well done. Then Mel and I played together um, <laughs> the next time, and I found something that really kind of bummed me out about the way retail works now. So I'm sitting here waiting for Mel. I'm like, hey, we got to start this escort quest. Um, and then Mel starts running off. I'm like, Mel, we got to talk to this guy and start the, the escort quest. She's like, I'm on it. He's in front of me. And I was like, he's, he's, no, he's back here. So then I started it. And we're on the same escort quest in the same group with the like quest syncing thing. I don't know exactly what all that does, but like we synced our quests. And it just took me out of it. I was like, well, we're not taking the same guy like you know i'm fine with like instancing us you know what i mean and not everybody else but literally she could just go on and do whatever she wanted to without me and i could do the same thing and i was like this isn't playing together this is just us racing to see how fast we can complete the different things like and i know you know, in chat, uh, Zamora in chat was in there. She was like, oh, it's great. You don't have to wait for somebody else to do something. I was like, yeah, but that's kind of the point of the MMO yeah. for me. Yeah. That part was really off, off-putting. Yeah, that, that escort quest thing is definitely weird. Yeah, it was just like... It sounds like it cheap retail. Yeah. I mean, basically just taking the community aspect out of it, right? And I think that was kind of the bummer of it. There was a lot of things that didn't share, a lot of things that... It was just kind of like we were doing on our own. Um, yeah, a lot of the it, quest it, objectives yeah. and stuff. I was like, wait, you have to do this part too? Like, we're yeah, doing it together. The, what, what a lot hell? of the questing stuff, I think, is like that. And then once you actually reach 70, a lot of the world content, when you go around, you'll see a lot of other people doing it. But yeah. And it was weird because we both had somebody following us and we could see each other, but we couldn't see their person. Like yeah. their oh, person, that's right? yeah. Th okay, that's weird. Yeah, that's what Bob that. was like. Where are you going? I don't, remem I I like, don't remember that ever being like that. Yeah, it was like my guy was just like instanced into just my zone, but he could see me, but not mm -hmm. my guy, and I could see him, but not his guy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it's just like that part kind of took me out of it. Also, like the talents, it's cool that they put those in, and this is probably like you know, this is probably. A problem of boosting but it's just so overwhelming and the talent trees almost all of them are just one talent point and i thought that was like not as interesting a, of a design as the way talents currently are in 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 wrath where you're putting different points in and it just it didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel the same and then like i was like well do i take the time to read all of these talents these hundred talents like and figure out something to do like and i was like no like i'll just click whatever and then hit buttons like there wasn't really very it seemed like you could do kind of whatever like yeah, and still make it through <laughs> it and like there was no you know there was no like onus on hey you need to learn how to play this if you want to be successful and quest up whereas like this just seemed like, oh, I could just hit buttons. And then now the rogue, I boosted a rogue with Mel's priest. Um, just like, just just because like, I was like, well, I'll keep the director separate. And the rogue was definitely tougher, but I'm in all greens on the rogue. Uh, so that probably plays a, a 
factor in, but they like changed Rogue. One, one to where... good quality of life thing to the talents, though. I do like how you don't just have to reset all your talents if you want to respec. Like you can right click, like take a talent away, or you can left click and it'll put a talent in, right? Like, come on, guys, let's be real. That would be nice. I don't know. See, and I thought that was kind of off putting too. I was like, hey, I need to change my spec. Where do I go to do that? And they're like, chat's telling me, oh, we'll just pull up the menu and just change. I was like, what? Okay, you can just yeah. change on the I'm fly, whatever talking, you want. Not even a like a cooldown. I'm not or even talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that you don't have to like, you know, like even though now you have like the save option, right? So you don't have to pay for it again if you mess up one thing. <laughs> but there is the satisfaction of being like, okay, I don't want to restart completely. I just want to take that talent away that I just put into that skill and put it somewhere else. <laughs> Everybody in classic at least would get really degen with that and just have like macros to, you know, change oh their God. talents. Like every single like trash bag, maybe like this talent's uh, a little better for this trash bag and like oh, it, yeah. it could get kind of crazy. I don't know. God, can you only like be... change them in town or can uh, you, you can't you can't change them in I think the only limitation is combat. Combat. Oh geez. Yeah, that would be pretty uh, wild yeah, so and classic. You could, you could have ten different talent sets for trash or debt 10 different raid bosses and just swap it each one mm -hmm. can you like save them yeah. oh you can yeah i did see yep. that you can like save them yeah that's weird i mean i played it like it was a totally different game right which is pretty much what it feels like it just feels like oh, it's it a is. totally different game so yeah, if you go is. in thinking it's gonna be anything like wrath or classic or what you're used to oh, yeah. like Not at all. you're gonna hate it right but yeah. if you go in thinking like Hey, I'm just trying out this new game. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It has like enough similarities that it brings you back to like, like even the priest, like, I don't know. There was like still spells that I use. And then there was like all these new spells and I didn't know what they did. So I just kind of pressed them at random times um, and spells that like are powerful right now are definitely less powerful. Like in retail now so i don't know it was fine yeah i guess like playing the direct theater first was better for me because when i played the rogue i was like what have you done to my rogue like why do i not have a bleed in this uh you know what's it called outlander outlaw spec which is yeah. basically mm -hmm. i guess they changed combat at some point um, yeah it's like a pirate kind of spec now yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't really know. It's not a cool idea. Stuff, I right? I thought the name was cool, but like you have like seven bubbles, like and like you can use some of your bubbles because some moves just use a certain amount of bubbles. Like it was definitely interesting. Um, it could be something that I would really like, but like there's a lot. I think definitely starting from one would probably be the way to go and get your moves slowly and kind of like have like an idea of what the power level of each of them are and kind of work into your own rotation. Or I just need to look up a guide or something, but it's definitely a little UI is definitely nice, oh, it's right? Cool. Like yeah, it's they've really added nice. in so much to it. I mean, they basically have click within the standard UI, right? Where you can just bind spells to click on bars, which is really cool. And then I mean, it's just much more user friendly. I feel like there's a lot more customization. They've added a lot in. I feel like they've taken what a lot of the add-ons do for us right now and just put them into the master UI, yeah. which is nice. 
Did you guys follow the uh, Heavenly Cloud Serpent uh, Invoker or Evoker uh, drama oh, at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know all. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Yeah. So, so uh, there, there was this really, really rare mount from uh, Mr. Pandaria, one of the world bosses, and really tough to get. I think it was like 0.01% drop chance. Um, but turned out Evokers had a 40% chance to get it. So they were, they were just able to get this ridiculously rare mount really easily. And if they didn't get it, they deleted their character, remade an evoker to get another chance at it since accounts are, or uh, mounts are account Yeah, mounts, mounts are um, shared. Oh, yeah. wow. So, so there's really, really ultra rare mount. Like, I, I don't really follow retail, but I, from my understanding, it's like the rarest mount or one of the rarest mounts in the game. Uh, I think, and, yeah, drop-wise, it's considered the rarest yeah. mount currently. So, yeah, it, so... Everybody was just able to get a free one, except for like EU players. I think it got fixed before this went live on EU servers. Ooh, so, they got to take it away, dude. Yeah. They got to take well, it away. So yeah. they, they did something, but I think this, uh, I, if I remember correctly, when I was reading up on this, the actual reason why the uh, evokers had a higher drop rate, it was all the world boss mounts actually from Ms. Pandaria, is because. Because they were a different class, the loot table for the world bosses was based off classes or something. So the only mm -hmm. loot they could have off those bosses were like the mount. And yeah. it might have just been that the mount. Sense. So they got so, loot, so, they got the mount, and there was no so, other way. Yeah, exactly. So the way it worked, I think it was a roll between 1 and uh, 61 or 59, something like that. I mean, you just got gold. And then uh, a roll from 61 to 100 or whatever it was uh, meant you got loot. And then from there, there was like another roll for like what loot it was. But since Blizzard didn't set up any loot for the Evoker to get other than just the mount, they had that entire like 40-ish percent chance was only to get the mount, no other loot. So, yeah. It's pretty slick uh, whoever uh, figured that out. very upset about that. <laughs> I especially I, if you had they, it too. I prior. think they buffed it to be a one percent drop chance after like this whole fiasco. So it's just like you know, it's been really, really devalued. So people are pretty pissed. Damn, I feel like that's the type of thing you would just have to take away as they say sorry. But I don't know if that's what they do with retail now. They've yeah, from my understanding, everybody got to keep the mount, and they just buffed the drop chance. So wow. See, those types of things, man, those types of things make you mad. Like, just like. Dude, yeah, if I had, so on average, it was supposed to take, I think, 7,500 kills to get this mount. And like, if you got that mount, you probably felt pretty awesome. And uh, then all of a sudden, literally every new evoker has it. And it's like, oh, shit. That is rough. Not as cool anymore. Yeah, well. I don't know there's there's you know i definitely like i've only played two two sessions i can't give you know i can't give like um i can't give an honest thing i'm gonna keep playing it you know a little bit each day um i still gotta you know blizzard if you could um just intervene and make that uh fell striker drop i'll play it more but i need that fell striker i bet yeah, I, 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 I was playing retail for like 35 minutes and then I do five runs for 25 minutes and then go back to retail for 35 minutes and then five runs of the Fell Striker for 25 minutes. And then 
Kind of worked out. That's the way I do, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to make it really good for Warriors so they nerf it. Because literally anything that's good for Warriors, they nerf immediately. And then I won't have to farm it on my Rogue. I'll be very happy. <sighs> yeah, dude. And Classic Go. I told him about this and he wanted to try out. Oh, we got a little bit of a snafu. Fab had to restart his thing. I know the names aren't right here, guys. But at least <laughs> oh, man. The... I got my shoulders oh, the in names two of right. them now. Hell yeah. Oh, there we go. Yep. See, okay, so the names are right, but the class, it, well, I mean, Subtle might play a druid at some point, but we're just going to have to go with that uh, until Fab gets I might, back. I might. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, like, I just need to play it more and see what I think, but uh, am I going to be playing, you know, you have you, you have one main game, Classics Mind. Like, you know, I felt like a uh, fish out of water in... Um, in retail, but you know, I did have a good time at different times. Sometimes I kind of got angry. Mel tried to curb me down and be like, Bob, you know, and like, I'd be like, yeah, I know, but it just pisses me off. Like, like he wanted to hate it. Well, it it wasn't that I I wanted to hate it. I came in like, like, you know, enjoying myself, you know, but like, it's not that I want to hate it. It's just that some of the things I really hate. Like I really hate some of the like things, classic, and it's not. I know, I know, I know, but yeah, <laughs> there are things that I'm enjoying. But uh, what are uh, Fab's restarting? But we could probably just move on to the next thing here. Um, yep. Unless Mel, unless you have anything left to say about retail? Nope. I mean, I only played for a couple hours. But you didn't yeah. really give like what you felt about it. You kind of talked about, like, talked about like playing it as a different game but you didn't really give your like i mean i don't know do you have fun like, with certain was, things yeah i mean it was i like questing so you know i'm always gonna enjoy a little bit of questing it was just what'd you think of the, the questing and how it worked though well i didn't have rested so it was worse than anything else i could have gotten rested i just didn't know if we were gonna play so i didn't want to get it quite yet um but it's and we're not in a hurry to get max level, which is what rested does best is like get you yeah, there. Yeah, but rested fast, right? also tells me what to do. It does. And it I does do that a lot. Like there was a lot of times where I was like, I don't know what's what is happening. I'm at the place that it tells me I need to be at. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, it was fine. It you know, it's not like I'm itching to play it again. But that's probably more so just because I don't know all of my skills and i boosted and there's a lot of crazy things in there that i don't understand you 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 were uh noticing that uh you couldn't um that the quest items didn't glow and stuff but like i didn't really find all the quest items and stuff are like one thing now like there wasn't i i, I don't remember a lot of like collect these things off the ground quests and that you know you're fighting for them with other people to- those are my favorite, though. Collect those, 12 things off the ground. Those are the best, right? No. <laughs> but, yeah, like, there they're kind of, I like... Had to, like, free, like, 20 different little, like, wildlife things, but they all had little purple stars above their heads. I mean, those... Okay, the quests where you have to, like, kill a thousand things to get 20 drops, not a big fan of those. But the quests where you're kind of, like, fighting with other people are around, and, like, you find two of them right close to each other, you land, you get one... And some asshole comes up and takes the other one. And you're like, asshole. 
But like, it seems like in retail, like y'all just did your own little instanced quest item thing. Yeah, you probably have your own items, like the the uh, <laughs> escort thing you were talking about, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. This 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 things were definitely weird. Uh, fabulous. Are you here? Are you you having issues? Am, am I here? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm not on my laptop anymore, though. So no more camera. Uh, okay, well then here, real it, quick. It, it was breaking. Decided to. Uh... So now everything is messed up. Um, we all yeah. got new names on the stream. Okay, <laughs> yep. uh, how do we do this? Um, okay. I also decided to do an update right there, so I couldn't quickly all right, get back well, on it. I'm just going to try and do this really quick. Sorry for the people listening. But uh, Mel, talk about a little something, whatever you can think of while I fix this real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Dragonflight, but we can move on to the next topic. Uh, we have the Wrath. No. Yeah, it'll be fine. The Wrath Classic PTR update updated to build 3.4.1.469.17. Come on. Um, data mine spells. Armor potions have been nerfed. That's what I was talking about. As oh, soon wait, as something's really? good for a warrior, it's over. Wait, why are they nerfing armor potions? Uh, so they're making it a... It puts your potions on a two-minute cooldown now, so you can't do the pre-pre-pot. So before you could do, like, you could use the armor pot, wait a minute, then pull a boss. So you had armor pot okay. for one minute, and you could do a pre-pot speed pot as well. It, it's, like, mostly relevant for, like, Sarth right now. Yeah. Uh, for nice. for warrior... Uh, for, like, Zerg Sarth, I mean um for warriors though like they were doing it on a lot of stuff because i mean it just gives them you know more attack power for each uh point of armor they have or 100 whatever armor right yeah no so it doesn't affect us i actually another thing that says <laughs> related to patch stuff is one of the prop pally changes which i think is going to be huge um you probably saw this is that reckoning is now going to give you the proc off blocks that actually was just point. a tooltip change. Uh, was it? Was it? I thought it was an actual mechanic change, or is it a tooltip nope. change? Yeah, just uh, a tooltip uh. change. I tested all the reckoning stuff, and it was always proccing off a block. Okay, any, any I assumed it was just one of those weird things where it only gave it to you if you got the fifth talent point. I do actually like talents that are built like that, where oh, like yeah, no, put, putting like cool. like filling out the talent actually gives you like an extra bonus, but. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just actually a tooltip bug. It okay. was at every yeah, rank sense. giving you uh, reckoning off blocks already. Okay, I, I gave the, I gave Blizzard too much credit for the creativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had to test that because, like, I was you know experimenting with different builds that had like maybe three or four points in reckoning, and I was like, yeah. uh, am I gaining a ton of value by putting that fifth point in? I need to yeah. know, you know. But right. Yeah. So the indestructible indestructible potion. It it was a one minute cooldown out of combat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, all potions are on a one minute cooldown, but now armor pot specifically will put other uh, potions on a two minute cooldown. Um, actually, Invis bot kind of works the same. It puts all your potions on a fifteen minute cooldown, or uh, sorry, ten minute cooldown. Really? Ooh, oh, wow, ten damn. minutes. I guess yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah when, when that I do the, speed runs, it's not a good call now. Yeah, I do like the Scotty. So, I mean, it was always like that for Invisbot. But um, yeah, like for the Scotty solo, I skipped that like first hallway with Invisbot. Yep. And 
I've gotten pretty good at the run now. So my my potion cooldown isn't even up by the time I like finish the whole thing now. Yeah. Wow. I attempted to do it once. I cleared all the way to Scotty and then I kind of just died a few times and was like, eh, I'll try again later. I probably need to do an updated video because I do it like slightly differently now, but it's a little bit easier. Well, um, the other change, they made the change to to Valadir because the big controversy was as soon as the as soon as the item level changes came up, um, they, you know, everybody was saying, oh, this is now BIS for um, enhance uh, uh, spell, spell hands shammies, which I think most enhanced shammies are running right, right now because it's just the best. I've heard, though, that later on it becomes better to just go straight up real weapons as opposed to spell power weapons. But people were saying that now Valandir is going to be BIS. So they nerfed the damage, but you tell me if they nerfed the damage enough. They nerfed it from 133.6 damage per second to uh, to uh, 125.0 damage per second. Like, I don't feel like that's a big enough nerf because that's a ton of spell power, right? Like, I, I assume it's, yeah, it's still going to be good. Yes. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. I don't. I don't see a world like though where I, I don't see a world though where any guild or anything is giving a Valineer to their enhancement shaman over yeah, a healer. It's gonna be like a GDKP thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh just... yeah, definitely. Let's hope. Oh okay, no, man. <laughs> Oh, there's gonna be a, uh, you know, there's, uh, this joke you make is there's gonna be this one guild leader out there who's an enhanced shaman who's gonna go with Biss, so I'm gonna take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So Todd from Blizzard and Chat says it's still Biss by like 20 ish DPS. I don't know. All I know is looking at it, it didn't look like they nerfed the damage near enough to like make it not viable. I feel like they should have just I mean, nerfed the damage into the ground. And made it just literally uh, a little stick. I don't think it matters that it. much because, like, I mean, any like reasonable guilds gonna give it to healers anyway. Like, yeah, you're not I, you're not gonna give it to it at a hand shaman just because it's like you know, oh, it's, it's 50, fifty DPS. Yeah, upgrade, this by like, twenty DPS, and then you replace it in the next raid, right? With like, the healers, I, I, I'm pretty I sure really you use Balanir forever. It, it didn't need to get touched at all. I don't think. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's something like people are gonna get in GDKP. Like, that's basically it. Like yeah, as yeah. a DPS, you know, it's actually a prop pally weapon too. <laughs> oh, well, if it has high probably, well, no, it's not a prop pally. You know, I mean, just because, like, well, I mean, spell damage isn't good for you now, right? Oh, no, it's still, it, no, it still is. It's uh, consecrated it, things still scale it, off. It's, it. it's okay. It's pretty weak now. Um, it's pretty weak it, when you can double I, dip with strength and attack power, right? Yeah. For for like a pure farming spec where you're pulling like fifty to a hundred mobs kind of thing, like it, it could possibly be used for that. But I mean, you're you're not <laughs> no, going to go for anything. it. Like you're going to go for aggressive insanity from uh, Old War. Cool, cool. Well, did anybody else see anything in these? Uh, I mean, this all this information is just basically coming from the uh, just what like Blizzard hasn't said anything about it. It's the the data mining from the PTR build, the most recent PTR build. So they still might nerf it even more damage wise. Like it'll just kind of yeah, they, they seem to be flip-flopping a lot with how they're doing the gear for Old War. They go from like, oh, we're doing this to okay, we're changing things. So 
the who knows what the final product is going to be with the old org gear. All right. Well, I did want to do a little mention. Um, speaking of old war, it's it's coming up fast, and I don't know if anybody remembers Fark, who uh, recently came on the show and 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 guested on the show. Well, Fark has been doing guides for a bit, but he's started his old war guides. I'm going to have links to his three guys at the moment in, you know, the show notes and in the YouTube notes. So definitely check them out, but they're really good. Um, they, uh, they're just short to the point. They explain which, like they do a really good job of showing you the mobs that he's talking about and showing you the different moves you have to watch out, out for. I mean, they're, they're all within six minutes long for each boss, and they're just really good. And I'm, I know he's going to be trying to get all of the guides out prior to Old War coming out. And I know we're going to have some pre-nerf stuff, but like, there's still going to be the mechanics are still going to be very similar to beat the boss. So I wanted to kind of shout him out and also say that uh, if you go follow his channel, it's at Fark gaming on on youtube I'll, I'll have the link in the notes but go to his channel you should sub because he's close to 1000 subs which means he That's can start magic number yep means he can yep. start to monetize and help himself out and wally's while he's helping you out so please give him some more subs and definitely check it out and if you follow that channel, I assume he's going to put it on his channel too, but I, he's starting a podcast. I don't know a ton about it, but I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be guesting on it with him and turbo, um, tomorrow. So definitely check it out. If you check out his channel, I'm assuming it'll be put up there at some point, but you could also check out his Twitch, which, oh my gosh, uh, I should have i think it's just fark tv but hold on let me just make sure yeah it's fark underscore tv so if you check out He's his twitch right now hey fark and chat hey how you, how you doing yeah it's fark underscore tv that's f-a-r-k underscore tv check it out check out the videos you will thank me they're quick to the point concise and they make sense um and you know for people who haven't seen all the bosses, I think it'll help you out a ton. But uh, yeah, let's get on to Bobby. We need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic. Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? All right. Well, in this week's discussion. We're going to do Prot Pally 101. This is intending, you know, and, and, and Subtle told me I might have to reel him back a bit, but this is intended to help new prop paladins feel comfortable going in and tanking, you know, heroics and raids after they hit level 80. So we're going to really try and just like tell you guys not how to be the best Prot Pally, but how to be a Prot a prop alley. And I think, I think it'll be helpful for a lot of people. If you're a huge know-it-all, maybe it's not, but you know, maybe this part's not for you. So. <laughs> maybe this, you don't know as much as you think you do. Yeah. This is going to sure be. Yep can, yep. can learn a few things. <laughs> <laughs> harsh, harsh. 
Well, we've got, you know, we've got the prop pally guru in the house, the man that's soloed all of the heroics and wrath now in subtle. We've got our one of our 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 guilds uh tanks that uh you know tanks as a prop pally as an off as an off tank, which you know might be something subtle, doesn't do a ton. And then we've got Mel. Who's, Not often. <laughs> we've got Mel, who's a a brand new prop prop paladin tank and has done a bunch of her heroics and a little bit of raiding. So I think it's going to be a good time. And I kind of want to start off um, with like, just what are some of the important self buffs that a pally needs? Cause I know there's one specifically that is extremely important to have on at all times. Yes, it might be obvious, but let's tell people, uh, let's tell people about it. Uh, righteous fury. That's righteous that's the fury. number one. You gotta yeah. add that up at all times, unless you're in like a weird off tank role where you're trying not to uh like pull off the tank. Then you may want to actually turn it off. But Ooh, and what's righteous um, fury do? Just for anybody who it, yeah, sure, it uh, increases your holy threat generated by eighty percent, and there's a hidden component that increases all of your threat generated by forty three percent too. But the tooltip doesn't tell you that. Hmm. Interesting. So um, any like any melee hit or anything. Yeah, like your uh yeah, I mean it includes literally everything. So it's more holy threat, it's also more, you know, physical damage threat, everything. Okay. Um yeah, so that one's huge. Uh, a lot of people don't know about that hidden threat component either, but yeah, uh, Blizzard added that to all tanks actually in Wrath to make up for the fact that they took away the old version of Blessing of Salve. Where, um, mm. every, like the rest of your raid had their threat reduced by 30%. And the way it baths out, it ends up being like the same like threat between everybody. It's just way. you don't have to buff them, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, Regis Fury number one, uh, I recommend getting a weak aura. Yeah, um, I have a ton of weak auras. Um, I mean. We'll probably find some way to link my Discord or something, but we get really, really into the weeds on Prob Pally and my Discord. Definitely. And we'll have I, that in the show notes for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, so in my Discord too, I have a link to my Wago where I've got all my weak auras listed. So you can get all those. And uh, one of them is the Essential Buffs weak aura, which has Righteous Fury. That is like the number one. And then uh, Blessing of Sank, that's probably your number two. And uh, what does that do? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so it increases your stamina strength by 10%. Those are like your two best stats for the most part. Um, Stam being your best like defensive stat. And then Strength being your best offensive stat. And it also, every time you dodge, uh, parry, or block, it's going to give you 2% of your mana back. So... If you're having mana issues, just pull more mobs. More avoidance means more mana. There's no uh, like internal cooldown on that. You can just get as much mana as you want from that. Is is that something you've been using, Mel? What what was it? Blessing of Sank. Sanctity. I don't know. It's like Maybe? a blue shield icon. Oh yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're on the right <laughs> track then. That that's like key for sure to always have that. Oh yeah. It's it's one of those things where both with both abilities, you'll notice if you don't have them up. You'll you'll go oom um or you won't have threat. 
Yeah, it'll, it'll be Rachel. like, why is everybody pulling off of me? Even like the disc priest is. I off I still miss righteous fury when I'm swapping between specs. I'll, I'll go. I'll swap back to prop for a fight, and then I, it's usually Thaddeus of all the fights. And then I notice about ten seconds into the pool, people creeping, and that I forgot it. Oof. Yeah, but it hasn't um, caused issues yet. <laughs> Uh, for Righteous Fury, also, there's a down. It makes you take 6% less damage when you have it up. So just another reason to always have it on. Yep. And it has an infinite duration now, too. So you don't actually yep. have to refresh it unless you, um, like, respec or, you know, oh, die or whatever. Say, even, if you, even if you, like, log out and log back in, it's still mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah, it'll just be on until you die or respec. Yep. See, or that's get, to, nice. get dispelled. That's nice because I've been doing the prop the prop warrior and I had to get a I had to get a weak aura for um for vigilance. Yeah, vigilance is where mm-hmm. for anybody mm-hmm. listening, it's where the prop warrior puts it on a DPS and part of their threat is transferred to you. And it's very helpful, especially on trash. You want to put it on like an AoE person and then like you're getting really intricate you know you put it on like an assassination rogue or something on the boss you know like and honestly it depends boss to boss whichever one does more um threat now i would say never put it on an unholy dk because it's only going to be on the dk and not on their pet and since their pet does half their damage like you know you might be tricked into doing that don't do that don't ever trick say uh dk either an unholy dk sorry but yeah but it's that's got to be nice. I wish that would just work, you know, like that for me. So I don't have to worry about it if I died. But it's a 30 minute cooldown for me. Yeah, on beta, it may actually still work like this. I don't think it does anymore. But at least on beta, every time somebody uh, went through like a loading screen, it would remove their vigilance, too. So oh, that God. was it does. Awful. Yeah. Yep. But that's why, though, I have to have the weak or it helps. I got that for my you know shout buff and for that so helps out a lot to see sorry go ahead um and then uh just for more uh for more buffs uh you always want to make sure you have sacred shield on you but generally a uh, holy power is going to be putting that on you um it scales with 75 percent spell power so holy power is just gonna have more spell power they're gonna have a better sacred shield uh, if you're solo or just like don't have one for whatever reason, though, just make sure you're keeping that on yourself, too. That's also part of my essential buffs. Uh, weak aura and sacred and shield then, is what does that do? Uh, yeah. So when you take a hit, it puts an absorb effect on you. Um, and that absorb effect scales with uh, your spell power. And nice. it has a six second cooldown, too. So if you're not taking a lot of damage, you like almost always have this up on you. Like a little bit of absorb. Um, I mean, even on harder hitting bosses, though, it's great. It takes a huge chunk off a hit. Um, yeah, that that's definitely an essential one, though. Um, and then divine plea, that's a really big one. Um, learning to manage that is pretty important because it's so it's a 15 second buff it restores three percent of your mana um every i forget how many seconds but it it ends up being uh 25 percent of your mana over 15 seconds i think the um, tooltip just reads 25 percent over 12 yeah seconds. i forget what you know like 
second chunks it might get yeah, to end, but um yeah so that that one you gotta have it all it just gives you tons of mana um and we have a talent that you can put one or two points in it and when you attack it will refresh divine plea to keep it on you so while you're fighting things it'll just be on you a hundred percent of the time which is awesome and um also so one point in that talent it will give you a 50 percent chance to proc it uh two points is a hundred percent uh you really only need the the one point in it for the most part once we get into harder hitting things we'll have two points in it because that talent also reduces your uh, spell damage taken but for now, not a lot of things are doing damage. So a lot of people are just putting one point in that just to keep the divine plea refreshing. Okay. Okay. So it kind of like makes me think of something else that I didn't have in the notes here. Um, this is like, so I've been learning specifically on the warrior. There's specific times that I do want to use a slow weapon as opposed to a fast weapon. Um, mm-hmm. What are, what's the, What's the, what are you wanting? And are you wanting different ones for different situation? Or is like slow actually better or is fast actually better? Because I see a ton of paladins mm-hmm. using that slow weapon from, from, from the slow sword from four sure. horse. Yeah, broken promise. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pallies want slow weapons uh, all the time. The only time you'll use a fast weapon is if the defensive stats are um needed basically like if you need the defensive stats that a fast weapon has since fast weapons are generally um statted for tanks so you really only use fast weapons for these stats on them um potentially the dps but the dps on fast weapon has to be way way higher than a slow weapon to just uh like break even on damage See, okay, um, tell me if I'm wrong here. Just a quick warrior question. Like, okay. I feel like a slow weapon, I only care about for trash if I'm using cleave, like on the warrior. I feel like I want to have my fast weapon almost at all times. Am I crazy? Um, honestly, I'm not like super deep into warrior yet. Um, my understanding is you pretty much always want the fast one just to get off you know, more cleaves, more heroic strikes. Like yeah. when you're tab targeting through a pack, it's more valuable, you know, to get more cleaves off spread yep. around the pack. Yeah, because and yeah, then you still have a lot. Boss, you're getting more heroic strikes. Yeah, because but, but like the only thing I think of for the slow weapon is revenge spec. And you really, I mean, unless you're kind of an asshole, you're really not using that in raids, you know? Well, <laughs> like, you, Revenge only scales with attack power. It's not based on your weapon damage at all. But if you're doing huge packs, you're like doing revenge and cleave all at the same time. So your cleave damage mm-hmm. goes up quite a bit when using a slow weapon. Like if you're farming in dungeons and stuff of that nature. But that's the only time I could think of like using it just because you're you're um, using cleave. Are you saying just from like the parry haste giving you more cleaves? Because like no, no, just giving like you bigger out, cleaves right? between the fast and oh, you think it averages out because the DPS is the same? I mean, like, like I said, I'm not uh, I'm not that deep into warrior yet. It might. Um, so I, I don't know. There, there may be something there, but yeah, I, I feel like the fast is probably just always better. But 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep diving into warrior. I'm still dipping my toes right now. Yeah, I'm, and I I haven't really had a slow weapon to really test anything with. It was just that was my thought process on it. But yeah, I was just sorry. Didn't mean to take it to prop warrior. Back to prop pally. My <laughs> um, bad. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were talking about the weapon speed, fast versus slow. So for prop pally, the reason you want the slow is because seal of vengeance, the instant damage proc on that scales with weapon damage. It's not normalized. So from auto attacks, the procs you get, they will average out to be the same between fast and slow. But since we have so many instant attacks that also proc, that that's where you gain a lot of the damage is because you're gonna proc the same amount of uh it's a hundred percent proc chance so you're gonna proc the same amount um of uh seal of vengeance instant damage procs but they're just gonna do like double damage when you have a slow weapon so that's gonna be through the roof for a single target and then on cleave you're gonna be using seal of command which same thing scales with weapon damage it's not normalized you're progging it off in Santax, you are going to do way more damage in cleave with a slow weapon. And then when you're doing soloing stuff too, uh, seal of light and I think judgment of light too, but I haven't tested judgment of light. Um, they're based on the prox per minute system. So the idea of this was that uh, a fast and slow weapon when you're auto attacking are going to get the same amount of procs in a minute. It's about 15 uh, for seal of light. And so to do this, they have a lower proc chance on fast weapons because you're going to get more hits. They have a higher proc chance on slow weapons because you're going to get fewer hits. But the idea is that they would even out over the course of a minute. But you throw instant attacks into it and the proc chance isn't normalized on the instant attacks. So your instant attacks are using that higher proc chance of the slow weapon. And again, you're doing the same amount of instant attacks, but they fast and slow. So you're getting way more healing when you're using a slow weapon for it's primarily just for sewing things that that comes into play. But just all across the board, slow weapon is like the way to go. You only use fast if you need the defensive stats on it. Okay. So got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, I, so my next question is like, what are you shooting for? Um, for defense, hit, expertise, etc. And I know it's different compared to raid. And for you know, people listening to this might you know, we want to let them know what they could do you know heroics with too, because they probably aren't at per se the the defense cap for a raid. You know, and yeah, just just give us you know those. Sure. Yeah. Um, so first off, it's definitely better to try to call it crit cap because it, it definitely confuses people when you say defense cap because you can actually get crit reduction from both resilience and defense. And I run into people all the time who are like, why don't you have 540 defense in your sets? Are you just like, okay with being crit or what? Yeah. And the reality is like, Basically, no pally is ever going to run 540 defense because we always use a shoulder enchant that gives us 15 resilience. Um, we do? So, yeah, tell me about this. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, You're going to have to PvP for it, Val. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's from PvP, but it's very easy to get. Um, you, If all you do is PvE, you can even just turn in your uh, Stonekeeper shards 
at Wintergrasp and 30 Stonekeeper shards turns into a 2000 honor uh, commendation um, and is bind on account. So you can send it from one character to another. Easy peasy. Um, but yeah, the 30 stamp 15 resil shoulder enchant is just standard for tanks. So you're going to be using that. So with that, you only need 536 defense to uh, get to crit cap, which is the, that's pretty much the standard. Most uh, prop values are going to be going 536 defense and then have the 15 resil shoulder enchant to get them to crit cap. Um, the like main number you're actually looking to hit is 5.6% reduced chance to be crit uh, for raid bosses who are considered to be three levels above you. The caps change based on the level of the mob you're fighting, but it'll be 5.6% reduced chance to be crit for bosses. And then if you're doing heroics, the bosses are going to be two levels above you. So you're going to be looking for 5.4%. And is there an each, easy way for new people? Is there like a week or something like an yeah. easy way for new people to like, because just to like let anybody know who's new to taking when you get defense on your gear, that's not your defense stat. That yeah, is so, just your mm -hmm. defense rating and your stat is separate from that. And it's going to be a lower number than your rating. So you want yeah. your stat to be 540 and not just the sum of all your defense on your gear added up, if that makes sense. So they, there are plenty of weak ores for that, and I definitely recommend them. Uh, you can look at like Tankadin or Tank Stats. Those are like two different ones you can use. Um, I, I think I have links to them in my Discord as well. Um, but that's like the easiest way. Otherwise, just open up your character uh, like sheet and you can uh do the drop down menu look at your de defense um like window and just ho hover over uh the defense stat there and it'll say like you have this much reduced chance to be crit then just hover over your uh resilience and it'll tell you how much reduced chance you have to be crit add those two numbers together you want them to total 5.4 if you're doing just heroics or 5.6 if you're doing raids. You could probably get away with heroics if you have a good enough healer. Oh, probably. 100%. Oh, we were, yeah. we were taking really heroics with yeah. like a lot of the, because we coming from the Sunwell gear, we didn't have a lot of high defense stuff. So we were probably doing it in like 460 to 480 for heroics even. So is defense uh, the first thing you should go for, like before you go yeah, to expertise? Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the most important thing you always want to have. Crit cap's the first thing. You get just the most value as a tank from getting that, um, getting crit cap first. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I first started doing heroics, like you know, day one or day two, whatever it was of wrath. Um, I, I was like one point five percent critical though. Like you can <laughs> definitely do them while you're critical. Like, but try to get crit cap as quick it as it just you can, made it had know. a few you know a few sketchy moments in those heroics was really yeah just just went a little bit slower because there was you know the risk of taking double damage at any time but i definitely uh healed bell through a lot of uh heard about uh 510 or you know 490 to 510 and you definitely noticed a difference when we went in there and she actually had the 540 i was like oh 
Okay, <laughs> this is like now I can actually DPS and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um for so for heroics, you're just looking at if you have that shoulder enchant I talked about, you just need 531. If you're doing raids, uh 536. But um, yeah, ba basically, you're just adding five uh, defense if you want to look at it that way, or 0.2% uh, reduced chance to be crit for each like level the mob has over you. Um, starting at like 5% for them being the same level as you. Awesome, awesome. And then, um, and then uh, like hidden expertise, those would be the other caps to uh, talk about. So expertise is really, really valuable because you're double dipping on it because it will reduce dodge and parry chance. And if a mob's three levels higher than you, which is like a boss mob, basically, um, they're gonna also have a 14% chance to parry you in addition to 6.5% chance to dodge you. Um, at 26 expertise, that's total expertise, not expertise rating. Um, that's what we call soft cap. That's when you've pushed the dodges off the table. It's basically 6.25%. It's it's what I have on my on my prot warrior too. Yeah, it's just 26 expertise, like actual expertise skill. Um and after that point, expertise has half value because you're only going towards that parry chance now. Um, so hitting that soft cap, that 26 is really, really important. Um, crit cap first, of course, but, uh, yeah, your damage and threat will just skyrocket if, uh, you have that soft cap. And then after that, you can go for physical hit cap, which is 8% against bosses. And, um, for lower level things, um, it's just 1% per level. So if it's the same level as you, 5%, then one level higher, 6%, et cetera. Well, um, and uh, question for you, you really mm -hmm. only need 5%, right? Because you're most likely going to have improved fairy fire, right? Which, that only applies to spells, not physical attacks. That's what the tooltip says, but I don't think the tool, like, is there something else that gives you actual physical hit? Because I know uh, for sure I have it. Drain is only 1%, yeah. though. but like. Yeah. yeah, there like, is no melee hit in the game anymore. Melee just have to have their yeah. hit cap. That's what everybody tells me, but I just don't. I think the tooltip's wrong. I don't know. I I could be wrong. I mean, it could be bugged. I don't know. Might be worth looking into. But okay, not on your sorry. warrior though, because they'll fix it if you fix yeah, it right. on your warrior. <laughs> I got, yeah, <laughs> well, only and, I can Yeah, the hit on the warrior, like ex, like I could be wrong, but expertise is the most important after defense also for the prop warrior i'm pretty sure and hits kind of down yeah. there like because you have the fast the fast weapon which makes hit even less worthwhile so like really expertise is the like the most important thing too so expertise uh, will I, help with threat too you said yes yeah because it reduces your chance to be dodged and parried so yeah. you know your attacks that wouldn't have landed they land do a lot of threat so okay. um it's also just nice for variants so like like you may get lucky on some polls, you don't like get dodges or parries right off the bat, but those polls where you start the fight with like a shield block dodge or a shield slam dodge feels bad or a shield of righteousness uh, dodge. Yep. Definitely feels bad. Feel for that. Oh yeah. Shaka Zulu in chat points out a good point. Warriors have heroic strike, which is the biggest thing that D the D 
D, D values hit uh, compared to prod, uh, prop pallies. So, you know, heroic strike and cleave work the same way. It's a guaranteed hit when you hit it. Ah, okay. I was going to say, I don't know what that is. No, I actually I didn't. didn't I that. didn't realize it was a guaranteed hit either. Eh? Okay. I thought it was just now that I'm going to say, I know it's a guaranteed hit for your offhand. Now I'm like questioning if it's, I no, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's a guaranteed hit for your main hand also because it's an actual move. No, no, that's wrong. No. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, now I'm now I'm second guessing. I don't want to put that out there. I I know it was a guaranteed hit for your offhand, regardless of hit. Um, at least that, in that was TBC with, that was with and dual wield because like yeah, dual wield increases wield. your chance to miss by a lot, and you were going off the uh, like um, single wield. Yeah, uh, yeah. Attack percent. table basically yep. when you uh, are strike. That was like the significant part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It only. Yeah. It only has a hundred percent chance to hit if you're at eight percent hit. Okay. But still, you're doing a ton of them. I think this is the biggest thing. Sorry. Sorry. Tangent. <laughs> okay. So defense, then expertise, then hit. Uh. I mean, yeah. 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 Um. I mean, you don't necessarily need to get the expertise in hit. It really depends on like what your survivability needs are. Yeah. Like your, your number. Your number one job is uh just living right as a tank <laughs> so um getting like expertise and hit those come once you're at the point where you have no issues surviving if you're having issues surviving definitely just pick up stam in place of that expertise and hit if you're able to okay okay and then i'm gonna switch up spots here real quick because this like makes more sense to talk about right after what we just talked about but uh Oh no, I do. I I already switched it. Um, what's the stat priorities for prot pallies? Like your most important stats after you've hit. This is very important, guys. After you've hit caps. Uh, so it, yeah, it really depends on what you're fighting, how you're gonna gear, and like what your goals are. Like if you're in a speedrunning guild, you're gonna gear very very differently than if you're in like a parsing guild or just you know a more casual guild that isn't really pushing times and stuff. Well, let's go um, for more like because this is this is this is one hundred and one beginners guide. So let's go sure. with like what you know, like and everything. I'd yeah, say. the best idea stam, for like stam gems all around your gear. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, whatever gems you need, I think for the meta, I think you need like no, I think you just need two blue for the stam meta. I don't remember. Uh, I think it's one yellow also, but okay. like thrown enduring or vivid in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You you always want to start as tanky as possible, and then if you're in a consistent group and you know like what healers you're gonna have week to week, you get a feel for them and like you understand like your survivability in your like specific raid context. Um, then you can start to like use some strength gems or whatever you want to do, some different enchants, things like that. But you always want to start as tanky as possible. Your number one job is living. And then you get to play around with other things after that. But if you're like pugging and stuff, I would definitely just go like full stamp because you don't know what healers you're going to have week to week. You don't know what your survivability situation is going to be like. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think that's pretty much. Yeah. I think that's pretty much across the board for most tanks is like stamina until you know that you're fine. You know that you're not going to go down during a boss. And there's some bosses stamina is more, more important. Like I use uh 
I use Dark Moon card greatness now on my warrior, but I don't on patchwork, right? I don't yep. on uh, on Manexida, you know, like. So, uh, you you probably could use it on patchwork. So the thing about patchwork is if you're main tanking it, you don't actually take that much damage. Yeah, um, but like, it's just like, like why not? Uh, like, yeah, true. Why not? Like, depending on the raid you're in, yeah, I could probably push it, but like, yeah. Do I want to be the reason we don't get it done? You know, and, and like, yeah, my Exida just like if somebody screws up and doesn't hit me with a uh, with a cooldown before the yep. stun, like having that extra stamina can be really nice and just yeah. barely save your life, right? Type of deal. A question though, if sure. I were to get into a pug, how much mm -hmm. stamina, like base stamina, would be like a good amount to have before? going because you can gem and you can do all this but if you don't have the right gear right like what what's the number of base stamina that would be helpful um well i'd, I'd go more hp than like actual stamp stat yeah. but um yeah, yeah. like 26k or uh sorry 27k plus is like probably when i would feel good about like starting to pug like 25 man um for 10 man i don't know maybe like 24 25k 10, 10 man does way way less way damage. Less oh damage. 10 man does no damage it's yeah it's pretty easy um if you can get closer to 30k though that would be great but I, i'd say like 27k is a good unbuffed number to aim for that's what i'm sitting at is 30 and i'm just like every time i get over 30 i'm like maybe i can put a strength gem in <laughs> um okay so but okay, but the stat priority though, kind of didn't like as yeah, far, so as, far it, as like it really, it really varies is kind of the thing. Uh, if you're going for like pure damage, like you want to get that expertise soft cap first, then that uh, physical hit cap, and then strength after that, and then block value is great as well. Um, it'll increase the damage of your shield of righteousness, but also it lets you gear a little bit more offensively as well because like a lot of things don't do much damage right now so block value reduces the damage by a really really high percent of the damage you're actually taking and a lot of things you can actually full block um my pally right now like fully raid buffed with like a dark moon card greatness proc up i have like 3200 block value it's like very little damage it's a lot yeah okay so um, then yeah ex explain like how strength goes into block value for prop yeah balance. sure so uh every two strength is one block value but then um you have strength multipliers you have a town gives you 15 percent more you have blessing of sank gives you 10 percent more and then any block value you get you get 30 percent more so it ends up actually being pretty crazy it ends up being like one to eight point or, or uh, 0.83 ratio i think uh strength to uh, block value once you put in all those multipliers Nice. So, yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And then strength also gives you two attack power per, and that strength is also going through those multipliers again. And then in raid, you also get 10% more attack power. So it's like going through three multipliers right there on attack power as well. And then 60% um, of your strength, which has gone through two multipliers, goes to your spell power so it's just like multiplier city you're like right you get so much value out of strength it's actually yep. crazy it's good it does a lot there's a lot yep. of other yeah. things happening behind the scenes 
Yep. So you yeah. definitely want strength over attack power, and you definitely want strength yeah. over. Um, yeah. Okay. It, if you're what choosing offensives, uh, it affects basically every ability we have now. They changed like all our spell scaling. Uh, it, we used to scale like basically just with spell power, but they changed everything. So I think every single thing we have now scales with attack power in some capacity. Um, and then a lot of our stuff skills with spell power as well, but attack power will affect like everything. Um, but you really want that strength because you get that double dip and you get those two extra multipliers. So that, that's why strength is so good because it's just crazy multipliers. It affects attack power and spell power and a lot of abilities skill with both attack power and spell power. So you're just getting like huge value from strength but again that's if you're going for damage um but kind of the priority there would be strength and then attack power and then spell power is like quite a ways back from both of those awesome awesome Nothing yeah else. i think i think a lot of people might you know if they haven't looked into it might still be thinking that spell power is a really strong staff for pallies and that was just kind of what i wanted to kind of debunk here because mm -hmm. i was guilty of that when i bought mel flasks when we were <laughs> leveling up, I bought her spell power flask and the yeah. chat was like, what are you doing, doofus? And I was like, uh, is that not <laughs> the right thing to do? They're like, no, <laughs> get her attack power. I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, actually the uh, strength elixir, the 50 strength elixir, I like that one a lot because then you can oh, uh, yeah. also use a guardian elixir with it and like specifically uh, Gift of Arthas is really awesome. Yeah. Um, it'll increase the DPS of like a lot of your fellow raid members. It's not a bad idea to start doing that. Nice. Wait, what is and, uh, Gift of Arthas? Uh, so when you take a hit, there's a 30% chance it'll put a debuff that lasts three minutes on the target, and it increases their physical damage taken by eight. And huh? when you've got like rogues and you know warriors and um, death knights especially, uh, when I simmed it for unholy DK and like full bis, it was like almost a hundred DPS increase like per unholy DK. Just so yeah, that's it's pretty nutty yeah and then it also is it a talent you get as a prop alley no it's a, no it's, it's a an elixir, elixir. Yeah. Oh, it's a guardian it. elixir um and also each time it procs you gain threat as well uh it's been a long time since i looked into the exact threat number i think it's around 130 threat per proc so i mean it, it's not nearly as much now and tbc it was a little more impactful but Definitely for that like damage debuff, it's pretty pretty nuts. And just say that name again, because I'm sure people are trying to frantically rewind the podcast right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's just gift of Arthas. It's actually a vanilla consume, but it's kind of stayed relevant well, till now. Still. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So. Um, I, I, what's a good like single target rotation? You're going into a boss. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. So other stats, like what does agility do for prot pallies? Like, does it do anything? Yeah, agility is pretty good. Uh, it gives you armor. It gives you uh, dodge, dodge. It gives you crit. So I mean, it's it's a pretty solid stat. Yeah. Um, okay. In general, you're not really gonna have options to go for it too often. Just based on how gear is like put together but um i mean it, it's a solid stat when you get it like when you get you know 
the shaman totem that gives you agi and strength like that's pretty awesome you're just getting like <laughs> around 200 uh agi for free all right okay that was all sorry cool, cool. all right um so i've got the best ways to get snap threat and maintain threat but i want those just to kind of go into the two questions i'm about to ask about single target and aoe target so What's a good single target rotation when going in, like on a boss, like to get snap threat fast and then to keep threat going? Yeah, so the prop rotation, people usually call it the 969 rotation. That's just based on like uh, the cooldowns of like your different rotation spells, how you like weave them together. Your goal is to like have something to press every global cooldown, basically. So the way you order those abilities will allow that to happen, basically. Um, so you can actually, it's also sort of a confusing name because the things we're calling the nines are actually eight second cooldowns, but you use them every nine seconds outside of bloodlust. Um, bloodlust reduces your global cooldown. So you get to use a few more spells. Um, but yeah, you're basically just going from a nine to a six to a nine to a six, just over and over again, or six to nine six to nine and um your decision on like if you want to start with a six or a nine it kind of just depends on how much uh, snap threat you need if you need more threat right on the pull then you're going to want to start with a six that's going to do more damage um more threat if your threat on the pull isn't a big deal you can start with Judgment, which is going to put up a bunch of buffs and debuffs. It'll do a little bit of damage, but not as much as one of the sixes. The sixes are Hammer of the Righteous and Shield of Righteousness. Um, so I don't have issues with Threat on the pull. So I pretty much always start with Judgment first, get the buffs and debuffs rolling, and then I move into a six. So I'm just going nine, six, nine, six, nine, over and over and over again. Forever. What are some of the nines? Because you damn yeah, so some the, of the sixes. Sure, sure. Uh, so the nines, uh, it's Judgment, Holy Shield, and Consecration. Those are the three. Okay. Um, and then and there's only two sixes? Only two sixes. And so you're just weaving all of those together. Um, Hammer of Wrath actually just got buffed. And it's like a six you can also use, but only below 20% HP. So... I guess I shouldn't say buffed. It actually just got fixed. It was going based off ranged attack power before. Yeah, which that's what I heard. Prop, prop alleys have like oh, wow. almost none of. Yeah. Um, and it's now going off melee attack power, which we have a lot of. So the damage went through the roof on that. It also procs your uh, seal as well. So it, it's really strong now. But um, in general, for the most part on a boss, you're just weaving. Um, the two sixes and the three nines together so that you're never not pressing something basically and okay. before you pull anything you always want to make sure your divine plea is on you before the pull you holy shield before the pull so you don't have to use a, a global cooldown on that you go into the fight with holy shield ready to go on you already and then I have a macro, I call it the big threat opener. And basically it's going to pop Avenging Wrath. And then if you're using like an unused trinket that increases attack power or something, it'll pop that as well. Avenging then, Wrath, is that the wings? Yeah, that's wings. It just increases. Wings? 
increases damage by 20%. Okay. Um, and healing, uh, more relevant for uh, soloing, but um, for raids, mostly you care about the damage part. Um, so then basically the macro, it's going to cast Exorcism. And Exorcism, exorcism is 100% crit chance on Undead. We're fighting a lot of Undead right now. So that's pretty huge for threat. And then there's going to be um, an Avenger's Shield and a Hand of Reckoning, which is our taunt ability. But if the mob isn't targeting us, it does damage also. So if you spam Wait, this macro... I have questions about this. Yeah, yeah. No yep. worries. No worries. So the one, the taunt that is like, you have to target a player and not the mob, right? What is that? that that's our righteous defense. Okay, we're not there yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, hand, hand of Reckoning is the single target taunt. Um, okay. But if they aren't targeting you and they're tauntable, it will do holy damage. So we want to start boss pulls with that. Most bosses are tauntable. Not all of them are. Um, so you'll be able to get some free damage for that. But since we're exorciseming before that, you have to really be spamming the macro. Otherwise, they'll target you before you do the Hand of Reckoning. And then you won't get the damage from it. So it's really important to spam the macro to make sure you get that damage. Okay, Fab, then, I have a question about this specifically. Yeah. Do you do that on a boss pull as an off as an off tank? Because it is kind of annoying for me as a main tank when a paladin does that right off the bat because it like screws me getting hit like right off the bat. Yeah. So as an off taunt. tank, no, I, I don't on most fights because I'm not trying. I don't want to taunt off the other tank usually okay, especially cool. on like patchwork or something i just wanted to clear that part up just to make sure yeah, like, like I'll, yeah. I'll use exorcism avengers shield but i'll just skip the taunt usually the way to go mm -hmm. yeah cool. i definitely wouldn't do it as an off tank um yeah so um you're gonna get that exo out and then the uh hand of reckoning it's off the global cooldown so that's why this works and uh XO is a 1.5 second cast. So there's like no GCD issues with this. Um, and why after is it that, off global cooldown? Why is it off? Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's just coded that way. Yeah, just um, some moves are not kind of global. Fall. Yeah. You guys, I'm not I'll, used to this whole like, like I watch these like global cooldowns. Like, this is not a thing with Priest, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, see, like for uh, something for everybody, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't impact. Yeah, I mean, it might be just one of those things you're so used to you don't think about. I mean, if you don't have yeah. an ability off the global cooldown, maybe you don't think about it. I mean, so lots I of us macro them in. It seems like it's so long on my pally, I feel like. And on my priest, I feel like I understand like the different. Uh, I think so priest doesn't have a lot, like, right? It goes down with spell haze. Uh, maybe there's a talent. I don't really know much about priest. There might be something that reduces it for you. Oh, yeah, priest like, yeah. like moves like, for instance, um, you're uh you're for sure well, shields on a global cooldown i know that yeah but... yeah but like say like you would have different things like things that aren't on global cooldowns are great to macro in like for on my warrior i have two revenges one of them has cleave macroed in one of them has heroic strike macroed in i'm never running out of rage so I never want to just hit Heroic Strike or just hit Revenge. I, I did the same thing on my Druid. I basically macroed them all to every button. Yeah, and I mean, it just it just makes sense. And then for Priest, there's like, 
what's the thing where your next spell cast is instant? Like you could have a completely different spell, you know, macroed over there to like pop that first because that's not on the global cooldown and then pop your heal that is on the global cooldown. And it, and it would pop it at the same time without multiple presses of the button. Yeah, I have inner focus macroed, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just seems weird. I was just curious. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they changed a lot of things in Wrath to uh, be off global cooldown. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty significant change. Like, I feel like on my warrior, anytime I press anything, half of my bar like is off GCD. So, <laughs> do you yeah, uh, do you use exorcism even if you're not fighting undead? Uh, yeah, because uh, like on the on a boss pull, it's just free damage because like you haven't even engaged the boss yet, and it's just gonna give you more threat on the pull. Um, that's really like the only time you use it though. Um, occasionally like, for like an rotation. air phase kind of thing, like you might use it. I have used it there. Yeah. Where I can't hit him with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, first boss in UP, like when she like flies in the air, like throw yeah. out XOs, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm doing my part. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, shooting my bow as a rogue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um let's see where were we at on the rotation so on that pole macro basically it's gonna wings pop any like unused trinket you have and then you do the exo into the uh, hand of reckoning into avenger shield so you're gonna be hitting the boss with three things like at zero seconds into the fight which is awesome. That's huge threat. Um, so that's why I'm usually able to get away with using judgment as my first uh, ability get those debuffs up right away. Because I've already done a ton of threat, like before the boss even got pulled, essentially, or on the pull. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the key. Like if you're pulling like a raid boss, make sure you have divine plea up, make sure you have holy shield up, use your uh, pre pot pop uh just spam that uh opener macro it you just gotta press that one button over and over again it's gonna do all that stuff for you and you're gonna start the fight really really strong awesome awesome this is what i've been missing my one button macro see bob <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's not exactly the red paladin one button macro but it's oh, an opener <laughs> one i don't button know if that macro. actually became a thing that people are using i think i think i remember saying that it was actually less optimal than just playing no, i don't think it's good yeah i mean if you're new it, it probably works fine for sure i know okay, scotty so j tested thing... it and it was pretty close but he was also like i don't really play red so someone who's really good at red also would know. be fun so i frequently forget to change my <laughs> okay i'm brand new okay don't judge but like seal of vengeance and seal of command right mm -hmm. and i think you hit on it earlier but seal of vengeance you want for like bosses and single target yeah. and then seal of command for everything else. Yeah. Seal of vengeance is for uh, bosses or cleave situations where the mobs are going to live a really long time. I think it's like over two minutes. So you're like never in that situation right now. Mm -hmm. um, seal of command though, like basically anytime there's more than one mob, you're throwing that on. Um, so make sure you have those two bound to like good keys so you can be swapping them pretty often. Um, it just takes some time to learn. Uh, eventually, you'll get to the point where, like, you see one mob, you just out of habit press Seal of Vengeance if it's not already on. And then you see multiple mobs, you're using Command if it's not already on. 
I think one of the issues I run into with swapping is I don't notice because I'll go into trash with Sealer Righteous up and my threat's still fine on all the trash. So I just don't notice. Does that go? Yeah. So. Um, my issue yeah, so part, part of the weakers I have, it actually just has little icons of like your active uh, aura and seals. So that makes it easy for me. Uh, maybe that would help you too. Yeah, probably. All right. What There's about definitely a lot of weak words I could get for everything. So yeah. Um. What about uh, AOE groups? Uh. Yeah. AOE kind of varies a bit. Um. Right now we're fighting a lot of undead. So, um. As you're like going into an AOE pack, you can throw your Avenger shield out. That'll hit three of them, and then. As you play prop how you'll kind of learn like where your shield's gonna be bouncing to. And I would target it something else. It is a definite like weird thing though, right? Because I feel <laughs> well, like there's it, times where I shoot it at something and I think it's gonna go to the other thing and it definitely yeah. doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's a weird ability. Okay, I didn't know if I was doing something wrong or like if there was like a certain amount of distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, it has to go the closest target. Um, yeah. but there's also like a max range on how far it'll bounce. So you gotta kind of learn to play around that. But, um, yeah, when you, when you're about to go into an AOE pack, you're going to follow like the same, uh, pre-pull like principles, like make sure you got that divine plea up, make sure you got that holy shield up just going in. So you're just starting ahead. Otherwise, you're like already behind GCDs before you've even pulled. Um, so going in, throw Avenger Shield, that'll hit three things. And then you can throw your uh, Hand of Reckoning Taunt for that damage on a fourth thing that you don't think your Avenger Shield's going to hit. Or if it's a three pack, you can just throw it on one of the things Avenger Shield's going to hit. More threat, more damage. Um, and then you can also possibly like throw an NG Bomb, like... At that same time, off global cooldown um, for more threat. And the NG bombs are really cheap. I recommend just having a ton of them, just popping them like crazy. And then as you go into the pack, if everything's grouped up pretty well, like when you get into melee range and they're mostly undead, you can throw out Holy Wrath at that point. If they're not undead, your Holy Wrath won't do any damage. So not worth using. Oh, at all? It won't do any damage at all. I know the tooltip is yep. really confusing. It it trips up a lot of people. A lot of people think um, it'll do damage to everything, but won't stun anything that's not undead. It actually just won't do anything if they aren't undead. <laughs> so yeah, you're just like whiffing it basically. Do you uh, um, do you macro bombs and sappers into any specific moves? Because I macro them into my cleave, uh, my cleave. Mm, revenge macro no. just because i know I, i'll be doing aoe at that point so i just have them there uh -huh. um no i like i like to just have full control of it have bombs on a separate button because like sometimes like you're on the trash pack right before a boss like you want the bomb for the cleave boss or whatever and you don't want to like put your bombs on cooldown right before you're i just don't i just don't do cleave that. at that point like luckily yeah. Yeah. as the main take like you know like i'm not always and as a warrior i'm not always taking the aggro of everything so i'll literally just be like okay well don't use cleave here i'm just gonna just gonna try to not use cleave um, here. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, so I just basically like kind of tab exactly heroic strike yeah. revenge instead. 
but yeah. Yeah. I, I personally, I wouldn't want to limit like what abilities I can use, um, like on different packs just because I have like a bomb macroed onto it. But yeah, I, so yeah, I, I, I like to just have it as a separate thing, but, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we talked about Holy Wrath and after that, like Hammer the Righteous, it's gonna, if you have it glyphed, it's gonna hit four targets, does a lot of damage, big threat. And each one will proc, um, your seal to, um, e each hit of the Hammer of the Righteous. So you'll have command on for AOE packs That's as we talked about. Spell. By the way, Hammer of the Righteous. It's really it's, fun, it's yeah. real satisfying. You smack it him and you is. just do this, down, this dong. Yeah, sound. I don't know why I like get really upset when it's not up. I'm like, I just want to hammer. Yeah, it's only gonna get more fun too, because it like scales better than like anything else we have. So it, mm. the damage is gonna be crazy later on. Good. Um, okay, question. Do yeah. I use because somebody told me, I think his name was Yep, that I should use Avenger's Shield on like cooldown because it stuns the mobs in certain situations uh, it'll is that right silence okay. if, it'll if silence. you have the talent for it it'll silence oh i don't know if i do but um and i mean depending on the pack that may have zero value or it may have a lot of value so okay um, sure it was a pack where it had value but <laughs> okay yeah i didn't know if i should do it all the time or if it was just like that specific pack for anybody in chat that doesn't understand if it has value or not, if they have casters, it has value. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just I mean, throwing that out there. Always, Some people may be like, what do you mean? As, uh, it always has value as just like AoE damage, though. Like, regardless. But for that silence specifically, it could be like zero or no value in that regard. Um, yeah, so, and for Hammer of the Righteous, uh, for Seal of Command with Hammer of the Righteous, it's only going to proc the single target Seal of Command. So the way Seal of Command works, if you use a single target ability, it will proc a Seal of Command cleave that does two extra Seal of Command hits, which is awesome. Um, but Hammer of the Righteous, it will do just this single target, but that's still four Seal of Command hits if you have the Glyph and are fighting four mobs. So... You're getting four hits just from Hammer of the Righteous, and then you're also getting four Seal of Command hits when you press it. So it, it's huge threat. And then uh, for AoE packs, you want to get cons down after that. And then you're kind of just going through the, the whole 969 thing at that point. And AoE packs, AoE packs right now are lasting, you know, like two seconds. So you yeah. don't really get to do too much. But <laughs> Put your concentration. You're doing a lot of nine six nine. It is, yeah. it, it is actually amazing with a warrior at the moment because, like, I'll go, I'll charge in, group up the mobs, AoE stun, and then they're just all dead before I even see if I have threat. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Shockwave is awesome because like awesome. you shock you shockwave and it doesn't matter what your threat was, everything's dead by the <laughs> time the stun ends. Yep, it's so good. Man. All right. So uh so give us some of your oh shit buttons, which would be like your your defensive cooldowns for either the raid and or you. Okay, can, I a... can I first ask a question here? Because everybody keeps telling me to bop people, and there's nothing that is the acronym for bop. That yeah, they, 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 they changed it. Did yeah, they? it used to be blessing of protection. Now it's hand of protection. Oh, so, okay. so it's I'm a hot. Just I, you know, sure. I didn't even that's realize what I've been that. Doing? I've that makes sense. Yeah, 
that's what yeah. I've been doing. But I'm like, I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. They asked me to bop somebody. I'm like, well, this is the closest thing I could think is a bop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People uh, just kept, kept the same acronym. Uh, something actually on bopping is you can usually, uh, it depends on the fight, a lot of the fights where you're going to be bopping. If it's a target of target, you can set up a target of target macro for it. And it makes you do it have much to be a little easier. careful with that. Because oh. <laughs> mob, mobs will change targets. Maybe yeah. another valley bopped the person before you, or aggro just changed. It depends um, on the scenario. It so, really, as a prop valley, I really recommend putting a slash cancel or a hand of protection in like all your rotation abilities. So, if that target to target bop does go wrong, you're just canceling it right away anyway. Because uh, so. it would put it on you if you went wrong. Yeah, p- yeah, potentially. So this is a really common situation. Like somebody pulls thread off one thing. You go to target to target, bop them. Somebody else does it first or they use like a personal aggro drop, anything like that. And it comes back to you. And the new mm-hmm. target to target bop is yourself. And oh. so you just bopped yourself. Yep. So it, to to mitigate that, though, you just cancel or a bop on like all your things and it's not an issue but i mean you do give yourself forbearance which kind of sucks but it's better than uh just sitting there with bop on you like wait why can't i do anything what everybody's Uh, dying what's happening (laughs) oh man all right hand of protection we're gonna change it to hop guys (laughs) we're gonna start saying hop and rain uh can i please get hopped somebody hop me Okay, so yeah, but you've you've got you've got a lot of oh shit buttons. So let's mm-hmm. like go over them. Honestly, yeah. yeah so uh, the main one is uh, divine protection. It used to just be a bad version of uh, divine shield or like immunity bubble. Um, now it's really sick. It just reduces all damage taken by fifty percent for twelve seconds or fifteen if you have the tier seven four piece. Now, that's um, the one that just does you, or does the entire raid. That's just, just for you. Okay. It's just it's just a shield wall, basically. Dude, the um, hardest part about Paladin is everything has like blessing in in front of it. You're like, at least you could just cut it, that I word mean, they, out. They, you know? they reduced it a little bit. Now that's only like a long. That's only long term buffs. Now they made everything that used to like be a blessing. Um, that was a short term buff. They made it a hand now, like the. Mm. Blessing of protection, hand of protection. Hand of protection. But it's still um, the same problem. Everything starts with hand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas I, like a I rogue, mean, every name of your uh, abilities are completely different, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for pallies, they're like categories of spells. So like you can only put one of those like categories on somebody. So like I can't give everybody like a ble- like every single blessing. I can only give one. I can't give somebody like multiple hand spells, I can only give them one. So it, it just breaks it down into a category, basically. I guess if you play it for long enough, it starts to make sense. But someone new coming in, it's like, I've got all these things that sound so similar. Then it's very overwhelming, yeah, like fair. the number of different spells you have. And then there's just a lot that you don't really ever use. Right? Uh, uh, it depends. I mean, I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe only a couple of things I don't use too often, but for the most part, like we just have a crazy like kit and there's yeah. situations for like everything. It's kind of insane. So that's like kind of the main one and it's off global cooldown, which is awesome. Um, and then we have like a raid sack too. And this one's really cool because so it's a talent, um, divine sacrifice. And it's really similar to our Hand of Sacrifice spell, where 
damage taken by other people gets transferred to us. So you can reduce the damage taken by your other raid and party members. And so it has that damage transfer part, but then there's a talent divine guardian right below it that makes it also reduce damage taken by 20% for six seconds. And you can use this as like a personal cooldown sometimes, but generally you're using it to reduce the damage of your whole raid. And you can actually do a slash cancel aura um, divine sacrifice macro to get rid of the damage transfer part, but it'll oh. keep that 20% reduction buff on everybody else. Um, so, so on my really? divine sacrifice, I, I have slash cast divine sacrifice uh, slash cancel aura divine sacrifice. So if I press it once, it keeps on the damage transfer. And of course, you have the reduced damage taken as well. If I press it twice, it gets rid of the damage transfer. Since as a tank, you don't always want to be transferring damage from other people yeah. to yourself. It might be too bursty, but currently not a lot of damage is going on. And especially like heroics, like um, I'd say the majority of the time I'm actually leaving the damage transfer on right now. That will change later on. Yeah, know. that's good. To, I didn't. I didn't know that you could actually cancel her. That that's good. That's to awesome. Know. Yeah. That, I mean, that's basically saying you have a extra twenty percent cooldown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just really to cool. make Every cooldown, two minutes too, make cooldown reduce whole raids damage by twenty percent. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because for anybody that doesn't know, holy paladins will do a thing where they will do that and then and then bubble. So they're not taking or, any or of the damage transfer. Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, right, cool. They generally combo with uh, hand of sacrifice. Um, they put hand of sack on a tank, but they'll also be using that cancel or a macro as well. Awesome. awesome. Um, yeah. So that's a really cool one. And let's see. Kind of a fringe one. Yeah. Lay on hands is nice, but you don't really use it on yourself anymore because it puts forbearance on you when you use it on yourself. Mm -hmm. And generally you want your forbearance for uh the divine protection um so usually you're looking to use lay on hands on other people it will also restore mana so if somebody's out of mana you can actually just use it as a mana restorer as well oh really for somebody else yeah yep. yeah yeah i i can't remember the exact amount i think it gives them around 2k mana when it says, you yeah like 1950 right. do you ever yeah. use uh anymore um Oh my god! Uh, divine, divine shield. No, yeah. I was thinking of hand of salvation. Salvation. Freedom. Yeah. Do you ever I, use salvation? So I um, do yeah. specific cases. It, it seems the only case I've run into is one if you're under geared and you're playing with DPS or more geared, you're probably going to want to use it. But with uh, our case, with having a cat, uh, cat druid who bear weaves at the beginning of the fight, sometimes the threat gets a bit sketchy. So I use hand to self. What does hand to self do? I basically uh, uh, reduces the threat. I think it's two percent every second for ten seconds. I wonder if you. Yep. I wonder if someone could use that on my combat rogue because, like, literally, yeah, it's just fun. crazy for me to tricks a DPS at the pole. Because, like, if you'll watch any poll we do with a combat rogue. Yeah, you're oh, that's jumping why you, oh, way that's why you up jump. right yeah. off the like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You're jumping way up and like and like so you just give it the tank that 
that threat, but you could give it to somebody else if somebody were to. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, Hand of yeah. Sal would definitely help with that. That would be huge for that. Yeah, Hand of, Hand of Sal is fantastic. That's actually Servana a lot is using that a lot more. Because, um, yeah. like, Prop Pally is GCD locked like all the time. So you have to make sacrifices anytime you actually want to do something like that. So that that's something I'm trying to like work on in my game personally is using that a lot more. And you can also that's just what Yip says he's like when somebody asks me to to spell or do something, he's like ruins my whole rotation I've got going on here. <laughs> yeah, you can also uh, use it like prepol. So like yeah, that's right, that's I think what I tended to do right before you're like going to into an AOE pack or something. Just you can like throw it on boomkin or something like preemptively. Okay, cool. Um, also, uh, while we're on the topic of like save your ass kind of cooldowns, uh, this will come into play in Olduar. Nobody's really doing this right now because it isn't needed. But there's also a glyph for salve that reduces your damage taken yes. by 20% when you use it on yourself. So in Olduar, this is going to be used a lot because we're going to be taking a lot more damage. And you will be reducing your threat so you have to be aware of that but tank threat is so high that once you get you know like 20 seconds into a pull like even with a salve on you nobody should be pulling off of you so at that point you can just use it as a damage reduction cooldown 20 percent reduced damage and if you want to you can even click that salve off like if you are just trying to use it to make it through like some big damage ability and that ability is over and there are like some sort of threat concerns you could just click that salve off and you benefited from that damage reduction got the salve off threat part wasn't an issue if it was for some reason so that that's a cool one we'll be using a bit in old i think yeah i remember seeing that glyph <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um one like kind of fringe one uh it comes more into playing like soloing and things but the nitro boots from engineering they can be used defensively. Um, if you rocket boot away, then you just don't take melee damage anymore. Yeah. So you can use that as a defensive tool sometimes. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, okay, so we don't have a ton of time left. We all have to get to raid in 30 minutes, so I don't want to do too much. I mean, we but didn't talk about the main pally well, that, offensive, which is basically you get a second wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. automatic, it's so I guess, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It kind of just happens. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Ardent Defender, um, when you take a killing blow, you actually just get healed. It's kind of insane. It's, like, so <laughs> overpowered. Like, oh, to, it's get, completely to, to get it's back right. to attack, it's like, you know what? You died, but we're going to reward you for that. Here, here's a heal. And the heal can crit. The heal can crit, too. Oh, it can. Uh, really? I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know yeah. it could crit, too. Yeah, sometimes you just go up to, like, 50, 60 percent. It's insane. Oh, um, I, have, I haven't procced it enough that many times, so I just don't remember says, that happening. It says the amount heals is based on your defense. It is, yeah. So if you're at, you know, a high amount of defense, like the 536 we talked about for... Uh, crit capping with the Rezil enchant, then you're going to be healing for basically the full amount, pretty close. Um, but uh, if you're if you don't have much defense at all, I mean, if you don't have like <laughs> any any defense gear, you're just gonna like die. 
Like oh, yeah. it, it, it's just going to kind of kill you. Um, so they, they did that to make it like not good in PVP basically. Cause in PVP yeah. you're going to be wearing re- like alt resilience gear, like no defense. So um, yeah, they, they did that to make it really, really bad for That makes sense. Basically. It makes sense. It would have been otherwise kind of nuts to have in PVP. And it can only happen yeah. once every two minutes, everybody. So it's once not a, like you once just every two minutes. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, two minutes is uh, oh, pretty yeah. short for uh, being for alive to just die yeah. as a tank. So for a, <laughs> deal with any mechanic button. Basically, hey. also it uh, reduces damage you take um, below thirty five percent by twenty percent too. Yeah. So it has like that insane component too. So like yeah. this comes into play with when I'm soloing a lot. Um, I, I just like chill in that, like under 35% HP range and I'm taking 20% reduced damage and it's <laughs> like, it's awesome. Cause like, like your HP might be going down pretty quickly, but once you hit that 35%, it like really slows down and it, it gets, you, you can kind of get into this zone where like, you just aren't killable anymore where yeah, you, you previously like- were at higher HP. Yeah, like you throw in things like Essence of Gossamer and things of that nature. And then like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're just like literally not taking damage on like lower level right. soloing stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're like a though. block tank too. So like getting getting that reduced damage, like that further increases the value of your block value to like get mm-hmm. you to that point where you're full blocking things. And yeah, so it, it's just crazy. So if say i was at like 1k health and i took like a 5k hit mm-hmm. would i would survive but would i still take the rest of that 5k hit no because it'd be overkill right yeah it would it would just uh like proc ad and heal you basically okay so it's not like if i took like this huge hit it would like proc and heal me and then just still kill me because of the extra damage yeah because the proc happens after you supposedly died so overkill hit would hit yeah i don't ever notice this happening to me yeah in the in the logs you can uh actually see like the procs pretty easily because it'll say like ardent defender absorbed like twenty five thousand damage or (laughs) something like that also if you if you don't die a lot then you won't see it much yep Mm. You die like it's pretty, pretty, pretty tough to die. So I mean, yeah. the only fight that I think we've normally seen on is when if we've ever hit ten stacks on bluff, it might pop. Oh, up. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I, I hopped on Patchwork a few times. I hit twelve one time because our <laughs> our uh, pug tank didn't understand English, and so he was back with the with the uh, zombie the chow ads. and yeah. not up with me. And I survived until the very last one percent. <laughs> Close. That's all that matters. All right, so I mean, that just shows you how weak the bosses hit how healing for that long. Yep. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I used all of my cooldowns. Everybody else used yeah. all theirs on my on, on me too. But um, okay. So the last thing I really have a question about is you know you solo stuff a lot, and this I think comes into play a lot in soloing things. I see pallies tanks always able to like swap between self-healing or self-mana regen can you kind of explain Mm -hmm. how that works yeah sure so pallies have a bunch of ways to get mana we talked about blessing a sank earlier when you avoid you just get mana back talked about divine plea earlier 
Um, you just are passively regening that mana all the time if you're keeping it up, which you should be. Um, and then if you want to, you can swap to Seal of Wisdom. If you're like totally oom, you can swap to Seal of Wisdom. Um, get your mana back that way. That's just a proc that gives you mana back every time you hit, basically. Um, and then for healing, the, the mana part usually isn't too big of a deal when I'm soloing, but uh, definitely the healing part, that's like where a lot of the skill comes into play is like managing whether you're using a DPS seal or a seal of light, the healing seal. And seal of light actually scales with attack power and spell power. So it gets better, like, you know, both of those are affected by strength. So you have more strength, you get more seal of light healing, like a lot more. Um, so also uh, Judgment of Wisdom, you can throw that on too. Um, when I'm soloing, generally that's just, uh, if I'm taking like no damage at all, I have Judgment of Wisdom up. Uh, typically though, Judgment of Light is what I have up. So you heal for 2% of your max HP. Um, when you attack the target. Um, and you can use Judgment of Wisdom or Judgment of Light, even if you're using like Seal of Vengeance or Seal mm -hmm. of Hand. Yeah, it, it kind of changed how they worked. So in TBC, like uh, the um, judging would like release your seal and you'd have to like re-put on your seal. Now it's like kind of separate. Um, it's actually kind of confusing because like when you judgment, there's actually like two judgments happening. There's like the judgment debuff, like light or wisdom, but then there's also damage based on what seal you have. So when you have like seal of vengeance on, you're actually doing judgment of vengeance and you're doing judgment of light, for example, at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but one is the damage component. One is the debuff component. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, judgment of light, that's pretty huge for soloing. I pretty much always have that on. And then, I'm kind of weaving between Seal of Vengeance or Seal of Command and Seal of Light based on like how much healing I need. Um, and I actually use Ardent Defender a lot when I'm soloing because mm -hmm. it allows me to go really aggressive. Like I can just leave Seal of Vengeance on because I know when I die, I'm just going to get healed. So mm -hmm. it lets me go more aggro for a while. And then once that Ardent Defender has been procced, then I have to play a little more carefully, use more Seal of Light to make sure I don't actually die. Um, yeah, so we have a bunch of different ways to heal and they scale really, really well. And then lots of ways to get mana too. It's, it's crazy. The, this class is insane, actually. It's pretty crazy, yeah. I'm looking forward to having even more gear eventually in Old War and beyond. It's gonna be oh, fun. dude, and 252 Old War gear, like we're gonna be able to solo like almost anything. <laughs> I, think. I mean, even, even doing with like, but I, I'm not. I, I've tried soloing a few of the wrath things I was mentioning earlier. I tried the guard pinnacle thing, and I didn't really do a very good job with. It. I'm sure if I went back now and basically full this, I'd be able to do it. But like, just, I'm just imagining doing that in the full gear. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be easy. Just run in there. It'll be really easy. Yep. Just as each phase goes on, all this solo stuff is just gonna become like exponentially easier. And so I think, especially on the tier sets for prop pally becomes nuts it's like what one of them gives you like another 500 block value i think it's the old mm -hmm. one yeah and that's yeah, that, huge that's gonna be crazy for soloing yeah wow. all right well, well we there... did have a question in chat okay yeah i saw that 
So they said for gearing, they're seeing a lot of tanks running Deadly Glad 2 set for the resilience bonus. It lets you stack more stam and strength. And they were wondering how viable that is, given the content being so easy right now. <laughs> uh, it really depends on your raid. Um, if you're going to get away with that, uh, I mean, it, it's probably fine. Just only doing two Ps, that's probably fine for most people. Um, if you're going even deeper than that and like also wearing like red gear and stuff, that's what it gets like pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> for me personally, I, I just use tank gear for everything, but then I'll potentially like change gems and enchants to be more defensive or more offensive, depending on what I need at the yeah. time. Main, main thing um, I swap is trinkets and then everything else kind of stays the same. Yeah, um, I use uh, Dark Moon Card Greatness and Sphere of Red Dragons, but actually uh, it, it's only from Heroic Nexus and it actually sims better for damage than like everything else other than Greatness. So, hmm. um, well, the proc part- rate on Argent, whatever it is, the crit AP trinket is kind of terrible. Oh, the Mirror of Truth? Yeah, Mirror of Truth. Like yeah. The proc is pretty terrible. Yeah, well, the proc only procs off crits. So, yeah. like, it's a 10% proc chance off a crit. So, it's pretty yeah. pretty hard to proc, yeah. Um, right, I'll go pick up that trinket then. Yeah, Sphere of Red Dragons, bud. Extremely good, uh, especially with how quick fight times are right now. Because that 20-second attack power buff you get is a very significant uh, portion of the entire fight that you're doing. Yep. So, And it's during Bloodlust, it's during Wings, it's during um, right. you know Potion of Speed if you have that, it's during uh, Hyperspeed Accelerators if you have that. So you're just getting crazy value from that and being able to choose when you get it. And then the hit is essentially just strength. You can look at it that way because you want to hit cap and then um, you're most likely able to pick up strength um, in place of that hit that you now have from your trinket. So it ends up being just a crazy trinket. Yeah. yeah. And really easy to get. Yeah, no, I'm going to go pick that up. What is it again? It's called Sphere of Red Dragon's Blood. It's from uh, the last boss in Nexus. Yeah, it's, it is It is one of those trinkets, though, where you're going to go there and all the melee are going to want it. And they're going to be like, why is a tank trying to take my DPS trinket? That's why you just solo it. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, nobody can, just solo nobody it, can then say you don't have anything. to worry about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you're the tank, so just be like, sorry. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Just hard res it before you go in, just like everyone else does. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, it, any last things to add? We we are running real like low on time. I think uh, yeah. our raid lead's going to be like, "Why are you not in raid yet?" So I'm going to end us out. Unless anybody interrupts me right now, looks like we're good. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can at the Mash those at the Mash Network. Sorry, I screwed that up. If you would like to send us an email, send it to w at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the MASH Discord and interact with hosts of this show or any show on the MASH Network, it's mash.gg slash Discord. Uh, how can you help the podcast? You can leave us reviews. You can use code RELOADED at rested XP. You can tell your guild about us. You can post us on Reddit. You can post us in any Discord you want to. Spread the word is the best way to help us. Uh, you can also join as a Patreon. You get the episodes 
uncut shortly after recording. If you are a tank or a healing um, tier, every tier of the Patreon gets ad-free, uh, ad-free final cut of the episode. And yeah, that's patreon.com slash Warcraft Reloaded. And yeah, that's the best ways to help us. Mel, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at Mel Overwatch, where you can find me in game on Mel Arena Benediction. Awesome, awesome. Fabulous. Can we find you anywhere? Uh, probably <laughs> not. No, you'll never find me. True. Right, fair, fair. Well, it's subtle. We can You're find welcome, you. Everyone. Many, pla- <laughs> many places. <laughs> Where all can we find you, uh, Subtle, and all the cool things you do? Sure. Um, yeah, Twitch and YouTube are kind of the main ones. And then I also have a Discord where we go really in-depth on prop pally things, if you're into that. Yeah, I um, in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so SubtleFW on Twitch and YouTube. Um, on Twitch, I'm usually streaming like prop pally raids, soloing. Um, Getting really into Prot Warrior now, too. Trying to get my Rogue up as well. That's, like, historically what I played most of my time playing WoW. So, Don't really go back excited. to that person. Rogue, you know. That's just Rogues no. are awesome, dude. Rogue, Rogue's so Crazy. good. Shadow Dance? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then um, uh, next week, Blizzard has, like, the tentative plan to do Olderware testing, too. So I'm planning to stream both 10 and 25 on Prop Worry and Prop Pally like every day that they're testing for if that ends oh. up actually being when they do it. So it's, um, do we have a date for that? Yeah, so they yeah, have a tentative, tentative plan for December 8th through 12th. Um, okay. But they, they said they won't know until it gets close whether or not that's actually going to happen. So... <laughs> Temper your expectations, but hopefully we'll be testing Olduar next week. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, on Thursday. No, that's yeah. Well, if yeah. you need a DPS, um, let me know. I'm sure help. I will at some point. I'm going to be doing a million runs. So, cool, yeah, cool. I'm really cool. looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, and then on my YouTube, uh, I'll have tons of Olduar content coming out soon. Right now, lots of, like, soloing things. If you're interested in that, soloing old TBC bosses, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. All right. Sorry to bust through that, but I mean, nobody really likes the ending there. So whatever. We'll wait. All right, guys, we all have to get to raids. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. for listening to a mash those buttons production if you enjoyed the show you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you all of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more 
If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 